0: Hey everyone, welcome to one twenty one in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor over there. And we talk about movies on this show. Uh typically anyway, this is actually kind of a special episode. Once every about four months we decide to do a countdown episode where over two two parts we will t- count down a top fifty of some kind. I mean in the future we might do some smaller ones if you know we're we're picking some really specific, you know, things to count down. Like, you know, we're not going to do a top fifty <laughs> movies with t- turtles in it. You know, that'll be a top 10, I think.
1: You'd be ambitious to get a 10 out of <laughs> me on that one, I'll like, be honest. How, how, how highly do the turtles have to feature in a sub-movie? <laughs> they can just be a pet in the background. I okay, think. that's a bit easier. But I mean, it's still it's still a pretty narrow list.
0: The The point I'm making, though, is that depending on what we're doing, it might not be enough for a full top 50. Because obviously yeah. some things, you don't have as many to, to do. Uh, maybe a top 25. I mean, obviously one of our goals in Patreon is eventually to do a top 100. But that's a that's a goal. That's a special achievement when we get there. Uh, and we'll do like a four-part top 100 uh, movie movie thing. Just in general, all of our favourite movies. But this is going to be our top 50 movies of the 1990s. This is part one of two. Uh, this will be numbers 50 through 26 from both of us. The way this works is Colonel will give his number 50. I'll give my number 50. We'll explain a little bit for each of us and then you know he'll do his 49 I'll do my 49 and so on we'll alternate around and we'll, we'll just keep going like that and this is gonna be fun we've done a couple of these in the past we've done the top 50 movies of the 2000s we also did the top 50 sci-fi movies this is just a personal favorites list this is what it means to us so it's just you know some stuff if I've not seen a movie it can't be on the list uh, it's some, some something may get added at a later date and um, that means you know in a few years time it may be worth coming back to some lists we've already done and redoing them because by that point we'll have seen a lot more movies perhaps and we can, I mean, I should hope so. And we can. Uh, we can... I've been really bad this past couple of months. It's worth mentioning this is our first episode of Influx recorded in about three weeks. And before that one, there was like two weeks off before that. It's been a good month or so of like almost no Influxes because of the really, really busy TV schedule. It is nice to be back talking about movies, even if this is not a movie discussion itself. It is. Yeah.
1: And, and it's weird because obviously, you know, you mentioned how. You've been pretty bad at watching movies the last couple of months. These influxes are usually the reliable, well, once a week I'll sit down and watch at least one movie.
0: Yes, uh, usually two because I'll have streams and then maybe three because there'll be a watch movie out in the theatre to go right. see. So ideally I get, I get three movies knocked out a week just for the shows, but that's not been the case recently.
1: Um, no, things have been a bit all over,
0: haven't they? Yes, yeah, so, hell, me and Tim even missed the Screams this week. That was not a planned thing. That was like a last minute, oh, I can't do it uh, on Tim's behalf part. But uh, although I think we're making it up to you by having an extra one uh, soon. So uh, no promises. Oh, oh, is
1: he making you watch that?
0: <sighs> Look, he's watched this movie. He's willing to do an episode on it. Right? You know what? I'll take the, I'll take the bullet. And we'll we'll talk about a bad horror. I mean you say that as if like half of our movies we review and streams aren't terrible you
1: know the no, the funniest part about this is Tim went, hey, Pete, I just watched this movie do you want to do it and he goes by the way, it's atrocious and <laughs> <laughs> like that you've agreed and gone yeah, sure why not Mate, even I'll knowing that no that's you know, not, not, not enough to put you off i I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it honestly like. I'll avoid a lot of bad movies
0: and other genres, but when it comes to horror movies, for some reason I can sit through the absolute garbage. And it could there can be fun had in those garbage yeah. horror movies. But with that said, there's work this back around to the topic at hand, which is the top fifty uh, movies of the nineties. And just yeah, we, we should be back to a regular schedule. The plan for this is to have our next movie, which is the Patreon pick winner from last month's My Neighbor Totoro, uh, our Totoro, if I say that properly, uh, that'll be sort of a midweek kind of point. Because this that, that goes up, of course, early for Patrons by a week. Uh, you'll get the next movie, and then you'll get the second part of this uh, a week from now. Uh, so that's that's the plan. Uh, so you, you'll get that. And then we should be back to the regular weekly schedule. And as mentioned, I think, in the last one we did a while ago, uh we do have extra episodes planned when things really quieten down when all the tv we're currently doing dies down by the end of june once we hit july assuming the schedule stays where it is they may get bumped back a little bit but we have at least like five makeup episodes so that we'll actually fill in for all the all the weeks missed uh if you're a fan of this show so it
1: uh,
0: yeah so basically yes uh the apology episodes are coming. Just give it an all. They will be
1: heavily <laughs> noted as to
0: you know this is an apology. <laughs> this is the apology episodes. Yes, yeah. they'll be heavily noted, uh, but we will do it because uh, because we 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 are reliable. Damn it.
1: Yeah, I mean, We we said we'd review uh, an entire TV show for a joke, and and yeah, you know, we're gonna do it eventually. I mean, I'd it, 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 I mean, I say entire show, I meant I mean, like an episode. Yeah, the pilot, yeah. I was like, what show did I, you a to watching entirely? Well, it's 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 a little later than, than I thought it was, and I'm <laughs> I'm going a bit loopy already, okay. so.
0: Okay, alright. Well, with that said, uh, we'll get into the, this, this countdown then, so starting off, of course, with number 50 for Connor. I, I think I'll say before we start this, though, just, um, this is kind of a weird decade, because Yeah. This is the decade where we grew up, right? This is Because obviously the 2000s, we think of, you know, give or take our teen years, right? That's that's our high school years. That's where we maybe kind of started to get into serious films. And that's where we, you know, went through puberty and everything else that's awful about those years. Um, 90s was childhood. 90s was the single digit years. And I think our list kind of... Uh, mine, mine does, and you've said yours does as well. So I, I don't know what's on Connor's list. We don't tell each other. You know, we let it be a surprise no. to each other. But... I feel like you're going to see a lot of stuff I loved as a kid on this that aren't necessarily the greatest movies ever.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, I, I often say I'm not really that nostalgic for the 90s, even though I, I probably should be. And looking at my list, there's a few things here or there that are nostalgic, during, but ultimately I just, I find I don't actually like the 90s that much. I I don't like them as much as I thought. I it's did. a
0: weird year. I I'll, I can tell you this is a horror fan. The nineties is a really bad decade for horror. I mean, there's a few good examples, but it's yeah, definitely.
1: I don't, I don't know if I've got much horror on my list at all. I'll be honest. Compared to the two thousands, even,
0: but definitely compared to the eighties and the seventies, like horror is not anywhere nearly as as you know as profound on this list. So. You know, just keep that in perspective. Keep in perspective that there will be some fun stuff, some dumb action movies, some dumb kids movies maybe, that I just kind of love because I grew up with them and they mean a lot to me. As opposed to just you know versus actual like this is a, a fantastic quality driven film which there are some but i do feel like i have less of those for the 90s than i do for you know we did the 2000s already i definitely feel like there's a difference in terms of the types of movies that we're going to see on this yeah
1: no so, it's funny because we've been doing these lists for a, a long time in the facebook group not, not you know th- these are relatively new oh, yeah. for the youtube channel yeah
0: per- personally speaking yeah we, i mean we, i've been making lists for a long time
1: but yeah and this is the first time where I have struggled to find 50 that I I really you know usually it's like I oh, I can knock out 50 I love no problem whereas I'm at the end of this going yeah that, that's pretty good that that'll do <laughs> whereas So if that doesn't I, get surprised. you heaped up for for this top <laughs> well, 50 I I think that no I think that's part of the, the surprise of my list though is that by the end, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. I'm, kind of, you know, usually it's I'm, I'm fighting to not, you know, okay, well, that was really close to getting on here. You know, I, I honorable mention. I don't have any honorable mentions for this one. Don't know about I,
0: you? I, I kind of do, but because I, I, I got to a point where I'd, I'd gotten down to fifty, and then, or, sorry, not fifty, but I was, you know, I, I sort of did a short list and went through all the years and picked out all the favorites from each year, and I had a list of like eighty, but it was notable in that, like, a good. Chunk of them were, oh, I love these because I grew up with them. They're not necessarily the sort of things that would typically make it on it, my best of lists. And then I started whittling down, as you do. I got down to about 60, and I found it really difficult to get that last 10 gone because I felt like, you know, that last 10 and then, like, the top, the bottom 15 of the 50 were all pretty similar in my head. Like, it was hard to kind mm. of juggle them around and pick which ones to, to get rid of. Uh, for example, like, the last one I eliminated was a sandlot, which was, you know, a Baseball movie, uh, you know, from my childhood, a uh, lot, lot of classic scenes and moments in that. But I was like, okay. That was the one that got cut. But it took me a long time to kind of like, okay, what, what ones mean more to me to me than the others do, and it was it was kind of tough. But with that all said, uh, ten minutes into this bloody shambles, Connor, was
1: your number fifty? So my number fifty is a uh, Mission Impossible, uh, the first one. It's a it's a a pretty fun, solid spy movie, and uh, you know, it did it. it its music is obviously iconic now and you know you know redefine the the spy heist in terms of pretty much everyone just to be fair, at... though,
0: wasn't the main theme from the tv show
1: uh, i think so yeah yeah, yeah. But, the... Uh, but the the version that that is is spoofed now is is always the movie version which oh, is oh yeah sure it's, it's a a,
0: the, the i was going to sing it there i'm not going to I, yeah, I, won't put you through, I, not. I won't put you through that pain
1: yeah yeah no please don't we've we've been down that road before hmm. But you know there there are differences between the. I, I I I hate to admit, but I had an entire lecture once on the differences between the two versions.
0: Did you also incorporate the Olympic biscuit
1: version from the second movie? No, no, we never got that far. Have you heard that though? I have. <laughs> I have. I've have seen the second one. The, you know, Taltena. The second one is not on this list. It couldn't be. Wasn't it, the nineties? Well, that's okay then. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've basically deleted the second one from my brain because it's atrocious. Oh dear. Uh, okay, uh, Mission Impossible.
0: It oh, is. No, it's an enjoyable movie. Um, I think. I think it's solid. I don't necessarily love it. I think most of the Mission Impossible's are good but not great. Two is atrocious. Uh, Four's the standout for me.
1: I I actually never got past two because I, I I liked one. No, you really, see four four and most... I, I do I got through two. And I was like. I'm never watching another one of these again.
0: Ghost Protocol is a fantastic action film. I highly recommend checking out Ghost Protocol. But anyway, uh, my number 50, also an action movie, it's an action sci-fi movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's called Time Cop. Okay. And, look, look, this is not a smart movie, right? This is this is a movie where Jean Claude Van Damme is part of a time cop bureau where they go back through time to catch other time travelers from messing up the timeline, and it's it's as silly as it sounds, but I love it with all my goddamn heart. It is it is the epitome of action sci-fi stuff from the nineties, and you know I you know I grew up on like you know Van Damme, Arnie, you know. Uh, yeah. Still and all the rest of it. In fact, uh, I'll tell you now, Demolition Man almost made it. It didn't, didn't quite get there, but it almost made it. Uh, and th- this is one that just, th- this is definitely the sta- in terms of plot, certainly, it's a standout Van Damme movie for me. Uh, not uh, Definitely probably not his best in terms of like, oh, this has got the best fight scenes in it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's also got, uh, oh, Mira, what's her last name? From Ferris Bueller. Oh, um... She plays his wife in this. Yeah. Uh, okay. And there's like you know time travel stuff where his wife gets killed, but then he ends up going back to that night and uh, all all sorts of crazy shenanigans. It's fun stuff. It makes sense.
1: F- it, no, that's been one of those that I I have on the list that you know one night it's just going to go on in the background. Full of one liners is great. Uh, I dig it a lot. But hey, what's your forty nine? So my forty nine. This is this is one from the childhood that weirdly got rewatched not so long ago because like well I mean like literally in the last couple of months because the a a new release came out, and the girlfriend bought it and and she she put it on and I, I happened to catch it and it it held up weirdly better than I thought it was going to and you you'll have never seen this but and you might laugh at this but this is uh the the first pokemon movie now this mm-hmm. this is, is yo know, <laughs> there, there's it's 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 almost become a bit of a joke on the internet of the the emotional core of that you know whether you know, whether they're all turned to turned to stone used to and, me uh, but go. On. <laughs> Uh, you, you'll have seen the picture because it's used for a lot of responses and so you know like meme okay. responses. All right. Okay. Um, but that emotional core held up better than I thought it was going to because it's become a bit of an internet joke. All I right. thought, oh, it's just going to be a joke, but then I watched it. And I was like, no, it actually still lands, and I, I was impressed. So, yeah. I shall, I shall not, shall not fight you on it. Uh,
0: my number forty-nine. We're still in the action sort of genre. This again, one that I grew up with. Uh, this is Last Action Hero, which. Often gets a lot of flack for being overlong and not like uh, Arnold's best best movie, but I kind of love the, like growing up like the, the idea that this kid who loves Arnold movies gets sucked into an Arnold movie and is then like his sidekick. What's not to love about that as a kid? <laughs> it's full of meta jokes, those digs made it Stallone. There's you know action sequences. They end up coming back out into the real world and he has to deal with the villain from his third movie in the Jack Slater franchise. <laughs> Because he gets sucked into the fourth one, of course. Oh, obviously. But then the villain, uh, played by. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Game of Thrones. Hmm. Older dude from Game of Thrones. Come on.
1: I mean, you've got to give me more to go on than old. Charles Dance. From-
0: Charles Dance. Th- right, okay. Took me a second to go. get there. But he's there, he's got a glass eye, he's creepy as shit. It's great. I don't like Charles Dance. It's full of meta stuff. Uh, there's a there's a funeral on a rooftop sequence where the corpse starts farting and turns out to be a bomb. It's <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and it plays with action tropes where um, like a, a, in the movie world like Arnie's fine, he, he can do almost death in him but when he comes back out to the real world he tries punching a car window and almost breaks
2: his hand.
0: <laughs> it just it does so much. I love it. Uh a small, small bit of trivia here. I actually growing up I had watched a version taped from TV. And I had deleted a couple of scenes in the first act that I didn't see till I got the DVD in my like my late teens, and I was like, "Whoa, what are these scenes? I never knew they existed."
1: <laughs> were well, they deleted for a, a, a TV cut for like language? Or something no, like I,
0: I think it was just a time thing. They just wanted to get it to first slot, so these were just. Yeah. And to be fair, it didn't really affect the plot that much. And they're actually they're actually kind of dark scenes, but I don't think they were deleted because of that. It was just yeah, they were taken I, out and had no effect on the rest of the plot. I really.
1: mean, that's something that you never get anymore. Right, you know the, the the TV cut being just to fit the slot so differently. You know, now um, they'll just let it run, typically. it depends depends on the network. Oh, okay. Fair. I, I I feel like I haven't experienced that in a long time. Anyway, I mean, um, not that I watched that many movies. Yeah, on how many TV wa- and, how many
0: movies do you watch in broadcast TV now, though?
1: Not not that many. <laughs> yeah. Maybe every so often when there's just a you know I'll flick the channel and it's on.
0: Yeah, those days are gone. I I've not watched the broadcast TV version of a movie in like at least 15 years at this point.
1: I, I watch maybe 20 minutes of a broadcast movie every month and then I go, <laughs> all right, I'm bored now. I'll, I'll go and do something else because I've missed the start of the movie. So it's always something I've seen before. Oh yeah,
0: sure, yeah. So, uh, I'll, you know,
1: I'll, I'll catch 20 minutes and then I'll go, all right, I'll go do something else.
0: So, uh, what's your number 48.
1: Uh, so number 48 is is one that we actually covered on this show eh, a little bit ago now was uh The Mummy. Okay. Yeah. Cuz yeah, it's it's a really fun adventure. And Sometimes that's all you want. Nah, eh, can't fault it. Yeah. Well, that was quick. All right. Yeah, on. Is, I, I haven't got much to say on that one. It's just it's a fun adventure, and that's it. Now
0: I promise this is at least the last one for now of the the, the dumb nineties action movies. But this is super dumb. This is Conair. This is a Nicolas Cage movie where he ends up on a plane full of criminals. You have an all star cast in this: Steve Buscemi, John Malkovich, uh, John Cusack's in there. Whole 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 nine yards. And honestly, when people say, like, what, what, like, you know, movie score tropes do you miss, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I miss the electric guitar in action movies. Go back and listen, Ed, Mark Manchina, I think is the composer's name, of this movie. Go back and listen to the main theme from Con Air. It is the most badass sounding thing ever, right? So good. (laughs) It's just a simple plot. He's on a plane. The convicts take it over, but he's actually a good guy. He was, you know, he, he was defending his wife when he accidentally killed someone, and that's why he's in prison. He's about to get out, and then these convicts all take over the, you know, the, 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 the prison transport plane, and then he's like the one guy in on the inside who maybe the good guys can count on to take them down. So he's kind of playing along. Um, it's it's good stuff.
1: Uh, I will say, I do not miss the guitars. Oh God, yes. No, keep them gone. Oh my I mean, god! I mean, in 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 doses, it's fine, but as a you know, as, as a as a like, trope that it was. I'm oh not, god!
0: Yeah, I'm not saying I want this for every movie. I'm saying for my big dumb action movies, I'd I'd be okay
1: with that. I, I, I'd be okay with never hearing it again.
0: <laughs> like I'm not like the Mad Max Fury Road soundtrack was fantastic, so I'm not really criticizing that. But I would not be opposed to adding in some guitar licks.
2: <laughs> that's all I'm saying
1: uh, I mean, fine you do you, you that's do another you. thing I
0: love about but dumb action movies though I mean Nicolas Cage at one point gets shot in the arm and he just walks he keeps walking like the Terminator he doesn't even flinch to the fact that he gets shot in the arm like he's not superhuman he's supposed to be a normal person <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: What are those movies
0: yeah Steve Buscemi's creepy singing you got the whole world in your hands you know it's, it's great yeah cool good fun anyway what's your forty-seven?
1: My my foot seven is is the one. this this is where you give me shit for oh, having don't. this heinously low, but be glad it's on here at all. It's a Tarantino yeah. movie. It is a Tarantino <laughs> movie. Do you want to guess which Tarantino movie? I'll tell you now. The other one's not on here. Reservoir Dogs. No. Or is it Pulp Fiction? Yeah. It is. I prefer Pulp Fiction over Reservoir Dogs. I think it's still a, it's a bit over long, but I, yeah, I, 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 I I have fun with this movie.
0: I feel like more people do. I just expect you to be the opposite because you have weird opinions.
1: <laughs> That that's fair. I think uh, I I can get something out of Pulp Fiction, um, more more so than most of his movies. But I, you know, it's 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 on here. It's in it's 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 a good, well made movie.
0: Ringing praise, ringing yeah. praise. Yeah. Uh, my number forty seven is Army of Darkness, Evil Dead Three, which I guess kind of counts as a horror movie. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> this one's kind of a bit more of an action adventure kind of. Kind of mm. thing. Uh, so now, Bruce Campbell. This was like when Ash really became Ash. You know, Boomstick uh, mm. fighting the Deadites. Uh, Given the knights, all like, he's he's got a book of chemistry in his car, so, which came back in time with him. So he, you know they end up making bombs and explosives out of it, and they're like, oh, okay, this is you know advanced warfare for the time period, and they fight the army of darkness. And he's a lovable buffoon. It's not as good as Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm. Um but obviously Evil Two is not a nineties movie, so that's that's irrelevant here, I suppose. But uh, it's still really, really fun and I, I think it, it is a really lean, brisk action comedy adventure. And I, I think when you know, when I'm comparing it to the others, I pr- you know, I probably still like it more than the first one. Um but yeah. You know, but it, this one's just a fun, silly blast. It's kind of when you're watching Ashby's Evil Dead, the TV show, you kind of feel like, okay, they, they took a part of all the movies. They did a, You know, sometimes it gets scary like one. Sometimes it's a bit more slapstick horror like two. And sometimes it's full on ridiculous adventure like three. But they took parts of all of them because they're all valid. They all have valid differences to the Evil Dead franchises. And mm-hmm. I think uh, three more than uh, you know stands up on its own.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: Like I say, I think it's when Ash really became Ash, when the one liners really became what
1: you think of as Ash, when he says. Oh, that. definitely. It's it's definitely, you know, it, to go back to, you know, the Ash Evil Dead, the, the show, it's definitely an extension of the character from that movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's 47. Yeah, cool. So my 46 is, is one of the rare sports movies that I quite enjoy, and uh, that's Cool Runnings. Uh, it's got it's got a real heart to it hasn't it and it does you know it's it's uh it's, it's so much it's it's got so much fun to it and i think it is the heart to it that i feel like i don't get in a lot of sports movies that there's so much about the the competition and you know that this one is it's a bit more you know, just silly in nature i guess
0: i'm glad you brought this one up because this is one that i had to cut like it was close to being mm. on there and it, it just got cut First of all, I think this is the movie when I was a kid that taught me about Jamaica. Like, you know, I think I'd never heard of it when I saw this movie as a kid.
1: Okay, I get that.
0: And it probably taught me what, you know, what Jamaica was. So growing up, all I knew about Jamaica was they they don't like ice. (laughs) Like, Jamaicans really don't like ice and snow. (laughs) Stands to reason, right? There's probably some truth in that, yes. Uh, But... No, no, it does have a lot of heart, and I think it was probably the first movie, I guess spoilers for the end of Kill Runnings, it's based on a true story though, so it's not completely, you know, yeah. plot spoilers in that sense, but it's probably the first movie I saw where the good guys lose at the end, and it was more about, no, we and, did and it, that's
1: okay. yeah,
0: we proved yeah. that we could do it, it doesn't matter that we lost, uh, and you know, I think I think that was a nice lesson to learn as a kid growing up, and John Candy's great, all the, all the uh, Jamaican characters are all great.
1: Like I said, I think it, what what separates it from most sports movies, is it's not about the big victory, it's not about you know training to be the best, it's it's about the heart of it.
0: Yeah, it's about proving we belong, and yeah. I, I think you know there's, there's something to be said about that. So mm. there you go, Bob. Bob <laughs> uh, My number forty six is Cube. Uh, this is a very low budget sci-fi movie, which had one set, and they reused their set masterfully, where. All these characters wake up in a in a cube room. Uh, each door and all six sides of the cube lead to another cube. The cubes are different colours. Some cubes have traps in them. And they don't know why they're there. They just have to try and figure a way to get out. That's all the movie is. And Some of the acting's a bit ropey, don't get me wrong. There's definitely some rough edges because of its uh, its origins and its low-budget nature. But it is such a great little sci-fi idea. There's some great trap sequences... Uh, the psychology of them starting to not trust each other, of you know maybe one of them going mad, that kind of thing, all of it works really well. Uh, it's, it's such a great. When I think of low budget movies that are made for next to nothing, but just they excel in their idea. The idea yeah. is just so good it doesn't matter. Uh, this is the one that I would think of, and you know you never question it. You never feel like oh this is this is being cheaper. This is being. Mm. Uh, You know, like it's it's dodging corners, it feels like the premise works for what they're doing with it. Um, There's there's some obviously nitpicks you can have if you really think about it and start to poke holes in it, but uh, you can
1: do that with most movies if you really want.
0: uh, It's a solid solid movie. Actually, honestly, I remember the most surprising thing I learned about this movie afterwards is there's a character in it who's meant to be a teenage girl who I found out was 33 when they shot it, (laughs) and I'm like, man, I I never would have. I mean, sure. They always have someone older than the, you know, the They're Not that much older. Yeah, but
1: yeah. I was like, "Damn! All right, okay." So she's, you no, know, oh. nice. but hey, So Cube. yeah, I saw the first like ten, fifteen minutes of that in a in a lecture once, and I went, "I'm going to go back home and watch that movie," and then I never did, and it just I keep I keep just not doing it for whatever reason. Ach, I'm sure it's a movie we'll get to on influx at some point. This this yeah. kind of our fair. It uh, is, yeah. But that's cute. What's your forty-five? Uh, my 45 this is one that i watched in english class uh you, you know because it's, it's based on one of the the books that we were studying and and uh i i end up loving it because you know, sometimes you, you know that you when you're you're forced to read a book in english class you'll kind of just hate it because you have to read it right and every so yeah. <laughs> often there'll be one that you go joe i i like this and uh this is why i like the movie as well is it lord of the flies okay and you know, this is you know, it's the 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 societal deconstruction, and just it's kind of ridiculous because it's kids doing it all, and you know, that's, it's it's uh, it's dark at times. It's it's one of those something that I feel like you know a lot. I feel like we can talk about a lot of kids movies on these lists because you know this is where we have kids movies because we're we're nostalgic for them. Yeah, uh, a bit a bit darker than they are now, right? <laughs> there, there, the, there are many kids movies. From before that, I feel like oh, that's got some really dark elements to it. Whereas now, I feel like I don't feel that very much with the ones that you know come out in the last you know five ten years.
0: No, I think you have to go to things like Stranger Things and stuff like that. Examples, right, but not, not but... things na- aimed at
1: kids necessarily. Oh like sure, whereas, yeah. You know, there, there are things here that that are aimed at kids, but that actually have these really dark elements to them. Oh, I get what you're
0: saying. Um, never seen it. Can't comment. So oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, My forty-five is Lost Highway. Uh, David Lynch entry, of course. Um, th- this is one that could rise when I see it again. I've only seen it the one time, and I liked it a lot. Cat, are you going to cause trouble?
1: I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it someday, so that you'll get an excuse to rewatch yeah, it.
0: Most likely, there's a few David Lynch films I still think are worth doing on the on the show. But I, I, I don't disagree. I just didn't want to do them all at once. Look, I just thought A Razorhead would have been good to do. During the, the Twin Peaks time, alright? That's all I'm saying. You disappointed people.
1: People were asking for more David Lynch. No, no, they weren't. They were! They were, going, they were going, right, okay. That's enough David Lynch for now. I'll come back in a year for some more. <laughs> it's been a year
0: since Twin Peaks started, by the way. Just.
1: just yeah, me. yeah, I know. But I'm talking about since it ended.
0: Alright, well then. In that case, September. Look for, look out for some David Lynch movies. You, you get one. Nah, no, David Lynch month. You get four. Uh, So... Yeah, so Lost Highway, much like some of his work, deals with duality and different sides to the same person. It is a total, you know, mind it is it, It's a David Lynch movie. It's a David Lynch saying. movie. Uh, okay. Bill Pullman's in there, a bunch of characters, uh, a bunch of actors, rather. Uh, it's got full of style, like all his movies do. It makes you think. Um, it's got the quirky humour. It's got all the stuff that David Lynch is made, made of. It, 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 it oddly only suffers because it's like, well... He's done some of these themes before, you know, in other things, and they're better. They're even better yeah. th- than this one is. So it falls for that, but it doesn't change the fact that this is fantastic. So,
1: yeah, that, that's always a shame with someone's work where you're like, this is this is great, but I've seen you do this exact idea or these themes better. So yeah, you know, why 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 not just watch the better one in well, future?
0: What well, this is why I'm thinking when I watch it again, I might see more of the. Uh, the minutia, the more more of the what what sets it apart yeah from
1: the the other ones yeah, yeah. no i'm with you
0: because it's been a quite a while since i've seen it it's maybe been close to 10 years which is why it's it can't be mm. too high I, I i need to see it again to really uh, appraise it any higher than this but there you go
1: that's lost highway so my number 44 is independence day it's you know big dumb alien blockbuster which
0: they ca- came out when you were like four <laughs> sure what's your point <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying nostalgia is playing a factor here
1: <laughs> it is it is we we established that early on in this video that there's oh, gonna I'm be just, nostalgia i just say i point out <laughs> look there's a reason i didn't go and see the new one because i don't want and, and i probably might never rewatch this one is because i don't want the memory tainted have you only seen this once well no i just haven't seen it you know, oh, in a okay. long time yeah, I, I, I didn't go, oh, I'm going to rewatch this before the new one comes out, and go watch that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I left it, because the memory is good enough. I don't want it to... I don't want to watch it again and go, do you know what, this is kind of shite. <laughs> right? And I feel like that might happen if I watch it, so don't ruin this for me. Hey, hey, look, you, you got Jeff Goldblum. you got Will Smith, you got Bell Pullman, you got... You got uh... Exactly. These are all the things that I remember as to why this is fun. Mm. But...
0: Go on, ruin it for me. I'm not going to ruin it. I uh, like the movie. I grew up with it as well. Didn't make my list, but Uh, I enjoy it. One of Roland Emmerich's only two or three good movies. (laughs) Universal Soldier being one of the obvious other ones. Uh, So um, my number 44 is From Dust Till Dawn, which is a half Tarantino movie, half Robert Rodriguez movie. Quite literally, there's halfway yes. through the movie where it switches, and it's like, oh, all of a sudden we're in a Rodriguez movie, it was Tarantino before now, uh, but it oddly works, it works bizarrely well, because it's like, okay, so here's these interesting characters doing the Tarantino dialogue, they're in this kind of weird tense situation, like Tarantino characters often are, and oh shit, there's vampires, we have to deal with this, and it gets silly as shit, Um I think it's a blast. I I think it's not as amazing, perhaps, as I've heard other people kind of rank it. But I think it's a completely solid, like, interesting, different take on a vampire movie. Uh, and you know, Tarantino's even in it. <laughs> he's like, he's he's George Clooney's brother in this. It's
1: a it's an interesting experiment of a movie, right? As yeah,
0: uh, you got Tom Savini with the uh, the the gun cock thing. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's lots of things going on there, uh, so no, it's just it's good, it's good fun, good blast. Uh, Salman Hayek's in there as well. Um, so no, it's it's a blast. It's, it's kind of like I said, there wasn't a lot of horror here, and this does count as horror, but it's definitely not like full on into the horror. It's
1: not traditional horror, is no.
0: it? No, it's, it's touching in horror and 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 small bits and pieces and, and sort of some themes, but it's not. Oh. It doesn't feel like a horror movie for a lot of it, and then even once it goes into the vampire stuff, it still feels like it's more of a fun survival movie than it does a horror movie.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you, but
0: it's a blast. Uh, fun, fun characters, good dialogue, and some fun vampire action. So, uh, from Dust to dawn, solid stuff. What's your forty three?
1: My forty three is actually a horror comedy because, oh. uh, you know, not not quite a horror, but it's 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 getting there. Um, this is Arachnophobia. This is a mm. big dumb spider movie that I kind of love, and I I, I don't I, and I I will concede part of my love may be the fact that my younger brother has a spider phobia, so I would just put this on, and and watch him run out of the room.
0: He has arachnophobia. You mean?
1: I know, but I didn't want to just say the title again. I wanted to make this clear that you know I just wanted to point it out. <laughs> okay, just, just... and yeah uh, you know, so part of that was the 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 joy of torturing the younger brother but i actually think it's a really fun movie
0: so so what well, we're saying is i have to get you to watch a movie called needles is that what you're saying
1: look if you could you could you 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 you're welcome to try <laughs> but the fact is i could stick a vhs on while my brother was in the room and watch him run out you can't make me watch needles
0: Okay, Patreon goal has been added. where Connor's going to sit down, Clockwork Orange style, uh, and watch movies about needles and syringes. I, I, I did not agree to this. <laughs> oh, that's part of the fun. Uh, so that's no, good movies. I, I like Arachnophobia. That's, that's one I grew up as well. You got you got uh, Jeff Daniels in there. Yeah. You got um, John Goodman, and you have some fun spider sequences of spiders crawling into shoes, and you're waiting for the you know the, the old man to put his foot in the shoe and the slipper. Uh, yeah. it's, it's good stuff uh no it's a solid movie again it's kind of a low-key horror movie it's not like full-on horror again
1: yeah it's it's like it's it's it is a horror comedy but it's it's not you know a, a laugh comedy you know not it's not compared to what you get nowadays i suppose as a horror comedy
0: it's a light horror film that's that's how I'd, that's what i'd call it it's a light yeah. horror film uh my number 43 is a uh, predator 2 which we did quite recently on the uh, yeah. On the show. Uh, some people hate Predator 2. I love Predator 2. Predator 2 is all that city Predator action that I enjoy. I like the cast. You got Bill Paxton in there, Gary Busey as well as Danny Glover. Um it's got full of no, notable one liners. The expansion of the Predator mythology is a lot of fun. And I genuinely like how it plays with the skyscrapers and the, the buildings and the action sequences. So again, more action stuff from the nineties for me, but it's kinda what defines the, the decade for me. Honestly, more than anything uh, else.
1: No, I I surprisingly had a blast with that movie when we talked about it. Not, despite not,
0: so not despite not loving the first one, bizarrely.
1: Um, uh, what, what can I say? I'm a weird bastard. You are indeed. Uh, what's your forty-two? Oh, this is one where you're really going to call me a weird bastard because I know I know you dislike this movie. Oh. I know that. Oh, but I like I really like it. This is this is uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, you're mad! I really like this movie. You're mad. Then I
0: say this as someone like. I, I have really read the book when we're talking about movies based on books. I have I have read Dracula. That was one I read in school. I wasn't mm. forced to read that specifically. I was I got I, I got to pick a book. So I picked Dracula. Oh, oh, I
1: never got to pick a book.
0: Oh we had a couple of occasions where we got to pick one. Uh oh. and I, I picked Dracula. And I love the Dracula book, it's great. Oh
1: it's fantastic, yeah.
0: It's a fantastic book. And for me, this movie, it technically does everything in the book but it, it has to do it all in two hours, so it speeds through it so goddamn quick that I think it drains it of all of its atmosphere.
1: Uh, that's, that's fair. I, I, I definitely think it's a little bit on the quick side, don't get me wrong.
0: Uh, um, so, so that bugged me a lot. It felt like a checklist. I felt like, oh, here's that scene, here's that scene, Tick the box, rather than really soaking it's funny in.
1: We never talk about it, because it's so rare you've read the book, <laughs> that's yeah. The source so it's so rare you have this complaint to talk about, isn't it? Oh, yeah, but no, I really, I really feel that way. No, I, I realise but I think uh, Gary Oldman is phenomenal in this movie but
0: there's tons of other versions of Dracula I would pick over which are far less faithful but they nail the mood that's, that's...
1: that's fair but how many of those are in the 90s
0: oh very few if any <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly which is why this is the the one from the 90s that is on the 90s list Dracula Dead and Loving It that was the 90s you have no idea what that is do you no I don't <laughs> think I want to know uh
0: uh, Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun and Airplane right, okay, yeah. he had the Dracula movie Mel Brooks and it was ah, right. it's not very good it was a joke that I said that but it was from the 90s and it was okay, technically okay. an adaptation of Dracula even though it's a spoof uh, yeah I'm with you
1: I, I like the, some of their movies though oh yeah no no, no. I mean
0: uh, some, some of those stuff's good Naked Gun 1 and 2 are pretty solid movies I, I agree with that yeah uh, but yeah um, so I disagree but you you like it so no, it's I not do I, I really do <laughs> I just love it. Uh interestingly I have a witch movie at number 42. I have Hocus Pocus. Hmm
1: just not not to not to spoil him but I have a I have a witch movie in a bit. Oh really? Not Hocus Pocus yeah. though. That's not Hocus Pocus, no. Cuz I I dig
0: Hocus Pocus a lot. I grew up in Hocus Pocus. It, it is a kids horror movie essentially. Um you got the, the three witches and you got the your teen heroes. Um and there's a lot of faces in this that I'm sure like are really big famous people now. But I don't want to actually guess them from memory because it's been been a while. Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker Parker's in it. She's the one of the witches, but uh but and uh, Betty Midler's one of the witches as well, but um you got a talking cat which, you know, that's points right away from me. Uh Oh, obviously. <laughs> obviously. But no, it's set on Halloween. This is like before I could get into horror movies as, as actual like you know proper horror films because I was too young. This was like, oh no! I love. It's, it's
1: a it's a gateway horror.
0: It's a gateway horror drug, yes. Yeah. So you know, I I had fun watching this growing up. I have it on Blu-ray when it came out on Blu-ray. I got the bastard. No, no, no doubts. No, no, no regrets. Even I should say.
1: Of of course, Joe. Do you know this doesn't surprise me coming from you though. Small town, small town, kids
0: running around trying to save the town from witches. Oh, come on! I yeah, no, so much.
1: I'm back, I can't argue.
0: He, he, he even has like a kind of a musical number in it that I don't hate. <laughs> that
1: is rare for you, actually. It's very rare for you. I say
0: it, well, but it's not. I mean, there's no dancing, but at one point, Zurga and sings a sings a song. She's riding right her broom and she's singing a song to lure all the children in. Because hmm. they sacrifice children to make them young again. That's the whole, that's the whole yeah. thing. But hey, Hocus Pocus, good fun. Cool.
1: My forty one is a Bond movie. <sighs> we, look. <laughs> I love. I love most of the Bond. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't love all the Bond movies. Oh, is this a Dalton? No, no, we're a Brosnan oh, for the nineties. Okay. I think. I think. Dal- I think Dalton's last one was late eighties. I don't think he crept. Oh, maybe, okay. maybe just crept into the nineties. I'm not sure.
0: I wasn't sure. I figured he may have one at the start of the nineties. Um, not that I even necessarily like his movies. I just like Timothy Dalton. You just like Dalton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not uh, that I dislike okay. Pierce Brosnan either, admittedly. But uh,
1: yeah. not as, I don't like him as much as Dalton. That's that's for sure. I I, I like Brosnan more as a Bond. But I like Dalton Moore as a you know, just an actor in general. Hot
0: Fudge put him in a a map for me that will not be moved.
1: No, that is fair. Uh, I, I can't argue with that. He's fantastic in that movie. But this movie was the was the Brosnan one. And this is Tomorrow Never Dies. This is the one where there are so many gadgets because we we'd had GoldenEye and people complained there weren't enough gadgets so they went alright you want gadgets here you go you got everything and you is this got, the one with uh, Lois Lane in it it is yeah you got Terry Hatchin you got Michelle Yeohs there as well oh you have a phenomenal action sequence on a stealth ship I've never seen this one this is this is a blast this is the this is the goofier end of Bond
0: yeah this will hurt you to hear this but the only Brosnan ones I've seen were the two after this hmm <laughs> Was uh, Die Another Day, I think was one of them, and uh, World Is Not Enough, with Denise Richards playing Christmas Jones.
2: Yeah.
0: Joe, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm very bad with names, but I will never forget that Denise Richards plays a character called Christmas Jones.
1: <laughs> Those are not the best Bond movies.
0: No. Uh, Alright, well, you like Bond movies.
1: So I do like Bond movies. What can I say?
0: I don't, even the good ones that are supposed to be liked I don't, I don't particularly like them that much I mean they're fine, they're not, they're not awful but don't do anything for me uh, My number 41 is a French film called The City of Lost Children uh, from, you know uh, Jean-Pierre Genet from, from Alien Resurrection. He did uh, like a test, which we did in the, the the channel and uh, the show not too long ago. Uh, well, I said not too long not ago. Not too no. long ago. It was quite near the start. That was like episode five of the of Influx, admittedly. Yeah, sure, but still, that was, that rel- was over a year ago now. Surely, relatively speaking, not that long ago. Um, but I love *Settlers Children*. This is like kind of the first movie with this art style that I went. You know what? I really like this. This is a a science fiction film. Uh, Ron Ron Perlman's in it, and uh, it's. That uh, this scientist has kidnapped these kids because he's trying to like, do experiments to you know extend his own life. Uh finally similar to Hocus Pocus <laughs> I guess in a way when you think about it. Uh but it ends up about these kids escaping Ron Perlman helping them and uh it's just a gorgeous film. Uh, it's just one of these films where it's all in the atmosphere, it's all in the visuals. Uh, it's a really stylized look of this futuristic city. Um I dig it a lot. It's a great little sci fi movie. I highly recommend it. Mm, cool. Which
1: for forty? My foy is the Usual Suspects, which is actually a weird one for me because the the mystery itself kind of falls a little bit flat. Uh, Do you know? What, I have to agree. Like this is the thing.
0: I watched that despite not knowing what the the ending was, I felt underwhelmed with the reveal. And people always talk about that as if it's one of the greatest twists of all time. And I,
1: you know. I I think I love the 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 characters' reaction to the reveal. You know the, the aftermath of that. I really like that, but the actual mystery itself is a bit kind of yeah, here, whatever. Hmm. But I think I think the characters have a lot of really fantastic dialogue uh, uh, back and forth throughout the movie that r- makes it really entertaining to watch.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I was always
1: kind of lukewarm in this. I was never like in love with it. Oh, that's fair. I, I get it. Like I said, and, and this is a, for me, this is where the, the mystery itself kind of falls a bit flat. If that reveal landed for me, this would probably be higher. But mm. I, I do think it's got a really strong script in terms of the dialogue. Okay. um,
0: Of course, this is one that is sullied on two ends with both Kevin Spacey and Brian Sarah being involved. Uh, just to,
1: it is. Just it is. For but, relevance. But what can you do?
0: Well, here's the thing, though like, American Beauty might have made my list b- before the yeah. Spacey that stuff. That-
1: See, that's the thing. This one I can kind of get away with. You can kind of disassociate it a little bit more, right? Because it's not, uh, like, reminding you of it. Oh, constantly. yeah, the, the the
0: plot in American Beauty outright reminds you of what he did. And it's just creepy. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to watch it again because I don't want to. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. You know. uh, anyway, uh, so my number forty is True Lies. Uh, we we have a Arnold Schwarzenegger film here, and of course uh, James Cameron also directed this. It's a really weird James Cameron movie, though, because it is definitely like James Cameron wanted a light and fluffy film to make between these proper projects. <laughs> if that, and I, I don't mean they say that to insult it. It is a fantastic action movie. You got young Eliza Dushgood there, you got Jamie Lee Curtis as the way, Tom Arnold's there, Bill Paxton, of course, a Cameron regular, uh, as the sleazy used car salesman. Uh, it is a cast of uh, really entertaining characters, some really good action sequences. You get uh, one of the best horse chases in action movie history, and it's so over the top and great. Uh, the chemistry you wouldn't think Arnie and Jamie Lee Curtis would have this great chemistry, but you know what? The The, the girl who fought off Michael Myers. And the Terminator actually do have a lot a lot of chemistry. And it works. It's great. Yeah,
2: fair
1: enough. you uh, you not seen this? Uh, no, I haven't. But well, you know, you know I I'm, I'm not big on Arnie movies in general. So I don't, I don't go out of my way. All right. Well, that's great. I love True Oh, This is the thing. I don't think they're bad movies. They're just not for me. So I don't... You know, you know when you, you. Go, I'm not gonna. This isn't for me, so I'm not gonna watch it. It's kind of making fun
0: of Bondo in a lot of ways because it even starts with him like, coming through the ice and then taking off the suit and he's got a tuxedo on underneath. It's got that whole mm. uh, Bond thing going. But this is, you know, what if he was married? But he's also more interesting because it's Arnie. You know, that's the. <laughs> but Bond was married. Uh, for how long, though? How many movies was he married?
1: One. <laughs> Out of how many? I don't know, probably about thirty. I don't know. I'm, the, I'm guessing.
0: The entire point of this movie is that his wife finds out that he's a spy. That's the that's the basic premise of the movie. And it's oh, that's fine.
1: I'm not arguing with you. I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but did she know? Does Bond's wife know that he was, you know, James Bond the entire time, the spy? 007? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's been a while. Well then, different plot of this
1: movie. <laughs> it, it, it is. Yeah. All right. What's your thirty-nine? Uh, my thirty-nine is Saving Private Ryan uh it's it's one of the the rare war movies i think it's pretty solid it's quite tight and honestly part why I love it so much is it has phenomenal sound design and i i know people kinda i don't like the you know the the, the shell shock effect kind of started with this you know that you that you you kind of see everywhere now where you know oh it, it kind of fades out and you could come back in with the ringing it's come kind of tropey it, it, this this popularized that though, so it, it's 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 unfair to hold it against it.
0: I have to even I have to admit I didn't even realize that was from this. I assumed that was just a thing before.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it was this.
0: Oh, that's what you worked for. I just didn't yeah. realize that that's that's what it was. Yeah, I know, but,
1: but it's you know it's so. Standard now, right? That's just what you
0: expect.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I think it's a fine movie. It's not one that I necessarily feel the need to see again. It's kind of like you know, it's no, I mean, DDD stuff's fine. I think with a lot of Spielberg stuff, it gets really sentimental towards the end. Uh, and again, it's it's fine, but like I just, it's, I'm not a big war movie guy, so it takes something a bit uh, more special than this, I think,
1: to really no, no. get me going. I'm I'm not usually either. there's only a handful of of war movies that I really like. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh my number thirty-nine is Star Trek: First Contact. Uh, one that we will be getting to uh, eventually. Not well, it's not even that long now because we're on season three of. Uh, well, actually, no, it is long because it's after Next Generation. Quote, yeah, it's I was ages just thinking, away. I was like, yeah. well,
1: this will be uh, you know, another five, six years. The the
0: first, you know, the first the the, the first six movies, the original cast movies, they're pretty soon, but Next Gen movies are a little bit far away. Yeah. yeah uh, they are. So. You know that's that's the thing, uh, but this is easily the one that stands out the most amongst them. Uh, it is a really solid sci-fi action movie. I have heard critiques of it; it simplifies a few things from the show. Uh, I don't, I can't have that opinion yet because I've not really watched the show yet. But so it'll be interesting to see how I feel so, when I get to so this. So this
1: might go down.
0: It could go Once down. you watch
1: it in context of after the show,
0: it very well could do. But this is you know, this is the one with the Borg in it. Uh, it's also with time travel, back. To, hence the first contact title, because that's you know when yeah. humans first made contact to an alien species. Uh, in this case, Vulcans was the the first one. Uh, so, but no, it's, it's it's got Borg, which are a great villain, very brainiac-esque to, to put it into terms that I am familiar with from other other you know properties. And it's uh, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff it's got a great main theme as well I really like the score it's got a really it's got a very 90s main theme and not in like the electric guitar way this is like a more uh, I don't want to say more mainstream I want to, there's a there's a hope in the main theme it's, it feels very 90s in that that way okay. uh, the sort of thing I, I, that something that maybe Spielberg in the 90s might have a main theme like this but it's okay
1: I'm <laughs> a patriot uh, the problem is I'm not familiar with the theme for this one so I, I can't help you out on this. It's good stuff. I really like it. But uh, First Contact. I like oh, it a lot. cool. So, what's your 38? Uh, my 38 is, is Romeo and Juliet, the, the Baz Luhrmann one. Just that Leo, DiCaprio? And... It, it is, which is uh, it's an interesting one because they, they kind of updated it. So, you know, it's all present day, give or take. You know, you've got, you got cars, you've got guns. But they kept the original dialogue. So you have this weird dichotomy going on. Which uh, <laughs> sets it apart from most adaptations, which do yeah you know, one or the other. Right, mm. you you adapt uh, you know, the the premise and update the dialogue, or you just set it in the you know in in the time. But no, this this kind of tries to do both, and it there are, there are points where it kind of suffers for it here or there, but. Overall, it's it's unique uh, as a as a Shakespeare adaptation, and uh, I I really appreciate that. It's, it's got some uh, pretty fun action sequences, weirdly, with uh, you know, some car chase stuff, hmm. and um, it's it's different. Uh, you not seen this one? I take it.
0: No, you know I'm not a Shakespeare
1: guy. No, no, you 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 not do this Shakespeare in school?
0: No, this one. We I, I think I did three over the course of my my English years yeah. in school. I did. Merchant of Venice, Othello, and Hamlet. Well, the three I did. Okay, yeah, not bad. Never, never did, because uh, a lot of the art classes did Macbeth, but yeah. our teacher said, no, everyone does Macbeth, so we're doing whatever one it was instead.
1: That's because Macbeth's one of the best ones, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, possibly, yeah. <laughs> i take your word for it. <laughs> it, it, it is, it, it's up there. Oh, no, we did four. Didn't much do it, but nothing as well.
1: That That is my personal favourite Shakespeare. I love that one. But, you know... Alright. <laughs> yeah. um, um, it's fine.
0: But hey, uh, what are we are on, 38. Uh, my 38 is a comedy, in fact. Which, not often we get comedies on my best of list, but this is a really goddamn good one. This is Adam's Family Values. Hmm. And this is a uh, cutting-edge wit, uh, particularly uh, Wednesday, played by Christina Ricci, is fantastic in this. Uh, Raul Julia, who plays, you know... Uh, Gomez, he is fantastic. He obviously passed away not too long after this. He, he died quite young, but he is perfect in that role. Christopher Lloyd, Uncle Fester. And you know, the first Adams Family movie is pretty good, but this takes it and really like amps it up. Also, when Wednesday gets sent off to a summer camp, the, the rival bully girl is uh, none other than uh, Mercedes McNabb, who played Harmony in the hit television show, Buffett the Vampire Slayer.
1: Oh, oh there we go. I hope you've got one for the top half of your list. Eh, it's separate the video. No, it's, it's a separate video. You need a separate reference.
0: Oh, but I'm saying, like, it's the 90s. I'm sure one of the actors pops oh, up or something. they're yeah, yeah. everywhere.
1: Yeah. I'm with you.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it's going to happen. Uh, I mean, I don't think I know what you did last summer deserves to be on my list, but I might just it in, though,
1: just to make sure <laughs> Just to make sure there's a... Do you, know, do you know what the worst part is, though? Because, you know, you can change your order for, you know, anywhere above where we are now. And no one would ever know. Uh. The problem is, if you wanted to put that, in, you'd have to bump something off, and not a low one. You'd have yeah. To and bump for the, the record,
0: on principle alone, I never alter once we've started
1: these. Do you not? No. Oh, I tinker all the time. <laughs> I change my mind on things, like you know, as as I'm looking at like my next few slots, I'll be like, you know, what? I'm gonna change that around and, and change the order a little. Oh bit. no,
0: I, I once I've been my choice, I'm I'm loving and dying by that until we do it again.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's 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 not saying until I've said it on the video, and that's it. Once I've done that, that's it, obviously. (laughs) No changing it then. Tough shit.
0: Alright, Adam's Family Values. Very, very good comedy. So, uh, and the plot of this one, uh, the main plot was Uncle Fester getting married. Uh, But she was a greedy gold digger who killed all of her husbands for their money. Sounds fun. So the family have to protect him. Anyway, so yeah, it's just good stuff. Uh, Also, uh, I didn't know him at the time, but uh, uh, Lurch is uh, the tall man from Twin Peaks.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, fun bit of uh, retroactive trivia for us now that we're Twin Peaks fans. Uh, um, what's your 37?
1: My 37 is... Th- this is one that I, I'm sure you've never seen because I think the idea of you watching it might set you on fire. This is uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, oh, a hundred. How, how, how much do you hate it? I despise this film. Yeah,
0: do, you, you do you know how many how many girls have just written me off because I've revealed I don't like this film? Girls love this movie. They do, don't they? For some reason, this movie, for, for our generation, girls just love it. They do. It's a great movie. And you know what? My looks already discount me for a lot of people. And then I say I don't like this movie, and it's like, well...
1: <laughs> that That's that whole subculture just Yeah, gone. that's just
0: that entire subculture gone. It's a pretty big me. subculture as well. I know. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah.
1: <sighs> no, I, this is this is probably the the best work Danny Elfman has ever done. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sure, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it. It, it, the, the movie lives and dies on him, and it's you know it's a, it's a it's a Christmas movie, but it's not really. It's a Halloween movie, depending on who you ask. You know, take your pick. It's you know i i have had people seeing them fight over which one it is some people are determined to say no this is a christmas movie because it's about christmas but others are like no no, but it's set at halloween so it's a halloween movie but
0: is it yanni
1: or is it laurel (laughs) do you know what i really hate that i heard that and then immediately just deconstructed it from the recording point of view (laughs) um i I don't do that it's both but for the
0: record, every time I hear Laurel, I never hear Yanni at all. Just for the record, if anyone's well, curious,
1: just just for the fun of it, on that one, uh, Yanni is higher pitched than Laurel. They're so younger bu- people. So the younger people, but also if you uh, if you cover your speakers, like if you do it on like a phone speakers or something, hmm. and you cover it, what the the speaker, while you hear it, that'll block out all the high frequencies. So you'll hear the low one, you know, and you and you can just you can alter it like that. So you, yeah, you, that, you can cheat around the recording if you this want. This felt a lot more manipulative to me
0: than the blue and gold, and the or the blue and black and the yellow, the the golden white dress. Yeah,
1: yeah, because that's reliant on a perception, whereas this is yeah. no, no, no. There's a physical trick here that I can quantify.
0: And for for the record, again, I always saw the same thing with that. I always saw white and gold, always.
2: Mm. It, wasn't
1: those,
0: it wasn't until people did those. It wasn't until people did those gifts where it changed, where I, I ever saw the blue or black. I never saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. At the very least, I'm not wishy-washy. Once, I, once I see or hear one of these things, I always hear the, see the same one. But yeah,
1: no, this one I heard it, and I was like, "What's the trick here?" And immediately I'm like, I'm messing around with my speakers. going, They're How both I hear there. The, the trick tricking you, because I, yeah. I
0: remember in school actually, someone had like a a noise on their phone, but the teacher couldn't hear it.
1: Well, because it's too high pitch. Too high pitched yeah. yeah, it was like, oh,
0: we're all still under this age, so we can all hear it.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's like, there's actual like tests that you can do on YouTube for that where it all, you can go. Right, where did you hear and drop off? Because and some people will go, no, nah, it just stops playing. You know, it's not actually making a sound. They think mm. it's like a, a joke. But no, it's it's fun to do if you want to know just how bad your hearing's got.
0: You said I'll get bad hearing then. <laughs>
1: i'm saying i mean i don't know because the the threshold for this isn't isn't that bad to be honest oh, okay, that's but that's fine well go do one of those tests and get back to me then i'll tell you if you got <laughs> bad hearing or not what will be on uh, uh nightmare before christmas but, that's oh yeah that's
0: shit so film, that shit film right so
1: <laughs> oh, i love it it's it's a it's a holiday staple do
0: you know what gets me about it more than anything i hate how the characters look i hate the design really I despise it. I hate those skinny little arms and everything about it.
1: Oh, I I love the animation on it. I think it's such a, a sleek animation. for I feel for, I feel dirty style. watching it. It just it, it creeps me out. I don't like I, it. I, I, I knew you'd hate that movie. I I just that's why I said oh, you haven't seen it because I just thought there's no way you've watched it because it's such a it's such a anti Peter movie. Tim Burton didn't even direct it, and it's the most Tim Burton
0: thing ever. It 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 really is, and. You know, he might as well have directed it, right? Yeah. Oh, but spoiler, guys, there'll be zero Tim Burton films on my list. I can guarantee you that with a passion. I
1: don't. I don't think there's any other Tim Burton films from the '90s that I, I have on mine.
0: Most people would say Edward hands, but no, I don't like that either.
1: I'm not big on that one. No, I, I, I don't Great. think I've got any of his from the '90s. Uh, this is the closest I've got, and it's not technically his, even though it, it basically is.
0: Oh, well, my number thirty-seven. Is oh a horror film? Uh, notably though a foreign horror film. We had to, to rely on the Japanese doing this. This is a Ringu or the Ring to translate it. Uh, this is of course the original. You know, d- you watch the tape. You get a phone call. You die in seven days, and it's all about the mystery and the countdown. of Okay, we've got seven days before we die. We have to try and figure this out, and how do we do this? And it's it's played very much like a mystery, investigative mystery, and a sort of really sort of sad, dark story, and. It's easily the best thing in the, the the franchise. Like the sequels, immediately got really bad. Uh, yeah. The remake, I, some people really like the American remake. I don't think it's that good. I think it's really bland and just kind I, of.
1: I never liked it. You know, as soon as I saw, yeah, and I'm like, it's not. It's not the worst. What's, what's the big deal?
0: The sad part it's is fine. the sad part is is that it's better than the, it's, it's the second best film in the franchise.
1: Yeah, but it's nothing to to shout home about, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean. The, the Japanese sequels are really bad. The American sequels are really bad. The only thing that I do kind of like a bit more is uh, Sadako vs. Kayaku. I knew, I knew you were going to go with that. But that's that's like a fun, dumb thing. A crossover movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, that said, though, there were there were more uh, Ring movies from Japan that I've not seen yet that were called Sadako. Uh, like, there was like so, two of so them.
1: Maybe there's a couple of good ones out there you've so just there, not got to
0: yet. There could be. They could be terrible. But uh, I'm sure me and Tim will dive back into that at some point. Because we did all the ones called The Ring at one point before we did Sadako vs. Kaiko we did all the Ring Grudge movies that were relevant but there's more that we didn't do.
1: Wait, which which franchise do you think is better overall? Not just you know individual movies but as a taken as a whole
0: First Grudge is really good, sequel's terrible Yeah. The American, y- y- the American remake of the Grudge is much better than the American remake of the Ring. So I guess by that, just by default, then the Grudge wins but okay. they both have really bad sequels. And yeah, yeah
1: I'm I'm just thinking. You know, gun to your head. You have to watch all of one of the franchises. Which one do you choose? There's less
0: Grudge movies? I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Actually, <laughs>
2: is it not? It's
0: actually the same. I mean, if you're just going with the mainline yeah. ones, not not any of the other John movies, not any of the the, the Sadako movies. Just going with the mainline ones. There's there's two and three. Uh, between the countries it just switches you know there's there's three Japanese ring movies and then two American ones or actually no six now because rings exist oh definitely grudge definitely grudge <laughs> <laughs> sure
1: i would forgotten that existed
0: as well yeah there was a new one came out last year which was terrible by the way guys just just a oh. warning
1: it just tells you how, how much of a of a flop that movie has to have been that Oh god! and they delayed yeah, it I as just well forgot it existed.
0: they delayed it because it, it came out in October of the previous year and they delayed it by like five months yeah, um, but that was a bit of a tangent. But yeah, uh, Ringo—the first one's really good, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a really solid horror movie. It, it, it got remade and entered into The Zeitgeist, and basically spawned the entire J horror girl with long hair type of horror yeah. movie for a reason. So,
1: I'll, I'll be honest—I forgot about this one. So, it probably yeah. would have made my list somewhere.
0: And but. you know, and the, I mean, I think the, I like The Grudge more—the original Grudge—I do like more. Mm. But it only exists because this does. Oh yeah, but so. But, the, the, the grudge is better. Yeah, the first grudge I like more too. Yeah. But but hey, that's not an eighties
1: movie though, for the record. It's, it's not, which is why it's not going to show yeah. up. So my number thirty six is Die Hard two. Which Die is, Harder. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> not not necessarily the, the best of the Die Hard's, but I really like the airport end. Mm.
0: I uh, I mean, maybe this is like asking for a rehash of the first movie, but I kind of wish it was like confined to the airport.
1: No, no, that's fair. I can appreciate that. Uh, Vermin I
0: mean, Hits, it's whatever.
1: This is what it's. it is. It is, but I, I I do like what it does with it. And you know, it, it it I think it does a really smart thing with with you know, the with, with the main character of you know, in the first one he's just a nobody, right? Hmm. And and, that, and that's the idea where this it plays the idea. Oh no, he went through that and you know, people kind of know who he is to an extent now. Right? He, he got a bit of a reputation from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it, 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 it you know, I mean it gets more as you go through the franchise, obviously, but in that one already, he's like a bit more respect, Yeah. and it it, it plays with that and, and how it affects him, and I, I do like that quite a lot.
0: Okay, no, I mean I enjoyed Die Hard too, but it's definitely like out of, out of those original three, I would put that probably last.
1: Uh, I I probably would too.
0: Oh, I guess I know what's coming up later on your list. <laughs> yeah. uh, Die Hard Five though is like basically action movie Cancer, so don't watch uh, that. I'll
1: be honest, I tapped out after three. Four's not the worst thing. Four's got some
0: fun moments Yeah, yeah but I thought
1: three rounded me off quite nicely. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm good there.
0: Five is just straight up garbage though. Uh, I saw that in the theatre, may I add. Uh, my number 36, uh, completely opposite from a diehorn <laughs> movie, uh, is a film called Before Sunrise. Uh, it's a link later film uh, with Julia Depley and Ethan Hawke, and it's they meet each other at the train station in Paris and they spend the night talking to each other, just walking around the city. And it's not real time because it's the whole night, so it's like an 80-minute movie. But they talk, they fall in love, and they have to go their separate ways in the morning.
1: Okay.
0: And that's the whole, that's the whole film. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because... it's like a Linklater movie. Linklater, like, I will criticise Boyhood a lot, but I think his before trilogy are fantastic low-key dramas where it's just character dialogue and it's mm. just bouncing off of each other and how do these two people relate to each other uh i know that it's the best in the franchise i think the second film uh which was on my 2000s list be- before sunset yes is an absolute like as far as like just a movie about two people talking to each other goes that's the the masterpiece that's the oh, that's the the one you put at the top
1: no i'm with it i think it's funny when he lands he really lands but then sometimes it's like okay if this is just a gimmick
0: right yeah, yeah. I I think this works because it forces really good dialogue. It forces, okay, this script has to be tight. Your actors have to be fantastic. They have to sell this really well.
1: No, it makes sense. When you, when your gimmick is just this simple, you've got to make up for it elsewhere. Whereas with, with Boyhood, when the gimmick is itself is, oh no, well, you know, it's, 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 it's real time almost. You can kind of play on that.
0: Well, no, he's aging in real time.
1: That's, that, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, no, because if you said something's the gimmicks real time, I'd assume it meant it was
1: playing out in real time. Uh, yeah, and I know in general you would, but I think people are familiar with what boyhood is, so that real time in context, yeah. they they knew what that meant. And
0: I think what's great about the trilogy as a whole is that there are there are these big eight year gaps between each film. So next time you see them, they're like you know they're in the thirties, and then the next time you mm. see them, oh, they're, they're they're hitting forty, and now they're like you know this age with kids and whatnot so i like how it plays with the the passage of time between them and it does make me wonder like you know the last one was like 2011 2012 like do we get one we do another one yeah yeah it may may work it may may actually work to give us another one but at the same time it had like kind of a nice ending to round it off uh so i don't know but hey what's your 35
1: uh my 35 is something i watched at uh, the start of this year uh for uh, when we did sci-fi month uh but it's it's just snuck in air, it's there's uh, tremors Oh, okay. Yeah, I had, a, I had a blast with this movie. And St- starring Earth's Mightiest Hero. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, it's it's a bit of a a, a dumb B movie flick, but hey. It just a to me.
0: That Kevin Bacon joke from Guardians that's you know been showed up a couple of times. Like Red Letter Media already did that joke essentially in their Star Wars Plinket reviews. And it's making me wonder if James Gunn's a fan, and that's why that's a joke in the movie.
1: What? What was the the joke in the, the blanket review?
0: Uh, basically, it, there's a section of the 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 Phantom Menace review where they're talking about um, what makes a protagonist, right? And we your typical protagonist is this, you know, down and out guy, and he's he's got like a something to prove, and you know, he's he's hard on his luck. And it, it listed a couple of examples, you know, Marty McFly, uh, you mm. know, this that, and then the joke is at the end; it just says Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. The idea that he, he himself can just be that example. Yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just wondering now, like, uh, did that in yeah. some way influence the like the the joking guardians being that everyone else that Peter tells the story to just thinks that Kevin Bacon himself is the hero? I don't know. I just think that's funny.
1: Maybe. Anyway, anyway, no, yeah. You know, just on that, uh, it was the, uh, the writer for the the Expanse books was tweeting. They, you know, they got a review from somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but it was mm. you know one of those sorts of places. And they were like, oh, this is fantastic. I always wanted one of these. You know, you oh, know.
0: yeah, I think it was like... Uh, I don't know what the, what the place was, but the, the, yeah, I, saw, I saw this. He said he now he just needs uh, Cinema Sins and Red Letter Media to do a review, and he, he's, he's yeah. the set. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and and people are like, do you really want that? And he's like, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. I, you go into it. You know. I, I, don't, I don't care.
0: I wonder if George Lucas feels that way. I, I wonder if he's cool about the... Uh, <laughs>
1: They're probably We're, not well, quite as confident.
0: They've got someone playing George Lucas, like going nuts at coins because people are selling bootleg copies of the, 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 the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh dear, but aye, Travers a fun yes. horror comedy. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, monster movie, good stuff. Yeah, Kevin Bacon almost came back as a TV show, but didn't. That said, there are there are like six directed video uh, sequels now with the other yeah, dude dudes with the yeah, mustache.
1: I I, I I don't know if I'll bother ever watching any of them. Or, you know what, one might have been enough. Hey, I, I know at least one person who swears by them. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I, I feel like I can't trust him on this. I, I feel like he's got some rose-tinted goggles going on. Well, he puts Tremors above, like, everything, so... Yeah, Tremors would be top ten on, on his list, so... He can't hey, that busted. would be top ten in his all-time list, never mind 90s list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Anyway, my
0: number 35, going completely different, it's a sports movie... So, um, and it's my favorite of this franchise. Although I do like all three to varying degrees, this is D two of the Mighty Ducks. Ah, right. I grew up on this shit. This was. I mean, I have never played ice hockey, (laughs) but there was a time when I was a kid, I would have been up for it if you if you said, "Do you want to go try out ice hockey?" Because of this movie. Um well this this trilogy more than just the movie yeah. itself. But th- this was this is the bit because they obviously they win their the local championships in the first movie. This is them going to the world championships. And by the way, I I've made a lot of jokes in the past about how Pitch Perfect 2 basically stole its entire plot from D Two of the Mighty Ducks. But it kind of is, in the sense that they won the local thing, they're going to the worldwide stage, their villains are these Europeans. You know, in this case it was Iceland. Uh and you know, again, I'll critique that they picked Iceland because oh, it's got Iceland in the name. They must be good at hockey. <laughs> but no, it's, it's it's everything I want in a kids' sports movie. It's got fun characters. Uh, it's got a fantastic soundtrack. The main theme of Mighty Ducks. I don't know if you're listening to it, but it's it's a great brassy fanfare.
1: I might have heard it, but I'm not not. I don't know it just off the top of my head. I, I've not seen these movies.
0: Oh, it's great. Uh, but no, ducks fly together, flying V's, all of it. I love it all. It's great. Uh, young Joshua Jackson's in there uh, a few other faces you might recognise here or there in fact Foggy from Daredevil he's one of the he's one of the Bash brothers All in right. this that was kind of funny when they cast him in Daredevil I was like man I've not seen him since well Ducks 3 basically <laughs> like, I don't know what he's been doing since then uh, but every so often you'll see one of them pop up in something except, except Joshua Jackson obviously who's Actually, you know, been in Fringe and shit and notable He's things. A, a proper actor. Yeah, Dawson's Creek say. and, yeah. yeah. Uh, had, had a career, I guess is what I'm saying. Obviously, Amelia Lester Vest, but he was already an adult. He was he was the star because he was the force. That doesn't count. Force. yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, so, no, really... No, I have a lot of love for the Mighty Duck franchise and I think I think 2 is the, the pinnacle.
1: Is that the peak duck? That's
0: the peak duck. Um, and I love that... You know how they the trope in sports movies, the slow clap? where they Yeah. Just start clapping, it's just one person, then it gets faster and more people join in. I loved it in the Mate Ducks movies, they have that but instead of a clap it's chanting the word duck Oh, sorry, they're chanting the word quack, rather sorry, I messed it up there, but they're like quack, quack and, they all start, and the crowd's all chanting quack it's great okay Mighty Ducks, ducks fly together anyway, what's your fight for? <laughs>
1: I thought might be the the first instance we've had of a of a of a duplicate? Oh my! Yeah, because uh, m- mine is uh, a of Darkness. Oh,
0: well, you got one right at least, so that's nice.
1: Oh, what's that supposed to mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, you had not me for Christmas a few entries ago, so you know you don't get any.
1: Look, be happy this is above it. <laughs> take take what you can get.
0: Yeah, but I'm worried about some other things that may be above it.
1: Oh. Oh, I've got one coming up in about five entries time that you're going to despise. Oh, God. Can't wait. Oh, God. Yeah. But uh, no, you, you you covered it all earlier, but this is such a, a fun blast, right? I it's it, it takes, you know, you know I, I think two is better than the first one in general anyway. Mm-hmm. But then this just isn't a better movie, but it takes the fun and just runs with it uh, and ends up being a blast of a movie because it just does a lot of ridiculous, stupid shit. And, uh, you know, it makes uh, Ash pretty lovable compared to before. Klaatu Varada!
0: Verada <coughs> Klaatu exactly. Vrada, Nick 2, for the record. I only, I remember that, not just from that movie, because it's also a line that's featured in the original Day the Earth Stood still. It's actually a phrase oh, that was using that as well, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh... So, I know from two movies, hence why I find it easier to remember. Uh, My number 34, uh, we're back to Arnie, features a lot in this list, seemingly. Uh, This is Kindergarten Cop. Yes. Okay. One of the most quotable movies in his entire filmography. Go on, then. (laughs) Who is your daddy? Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Which, by the way,. Uh, one of the girls playing in that game is now Sam on Supergirl which is do you know I was joking that I've not seen people from Nighty Ducks until you know Daredevil yeah. this is like one where I didn't even know it was her until someone's oh by the way that was that girl in Kindergarten Club like what and I think what's insane about that is that that movie came out when I was two obviously I saw it a few years later when I was like you know six or whatever yeah. but it, it, it's, it's funny to me that oh she's just a few years older than me but like you know, she was that young when, you know, I just it's funny to me. It's just, yeah. it's funny that I saw her in a movie when she was that young, and that was like maybe like three years older than me at the time when it came out. And, you know, now she's like an adult and and TV shows and shit. It's just kind of funny. Yeah,
1: well, you're an adult too, I suppose.
0: <sighs> Debatable. Uh, yeah. Depends <laughs> on the definition. Sure, uh, I,
1: don't, I don't think I'll fight you that hard.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, that's funny. Uh, so now, who's your daddy? What does he do? It's not a tumor! That's a uh, kindergarten cop. Yeah. Um, I'm the party pooper. That's one from. So, so it, what he says?
1: It's about half of the Arnie soundboard.
0: <laughs> it genuinely is. Um, it's so good. Oh, there is no bathroom. That's one of my favourites. Uh, it's so good. Him dealing with kids is is glorious. Um, there's obviously there's an action movie plot there, but it's such a good action comedy. Uh, it's full of great little moments. It, it's part of the the uh, the Arnie comedy. Uh, trilogy, if you want to call it that, which was Twins, This and Then, Dringer, all directed by Evan Reitman. Of course, view; it was in two of them, not this one. But his partner in this was the the wife and Junior, so there's a lot of overlap between the three of, of various uh, people uh, on and off screen, but uh, I dig this one a lot. I wouldn't say it's my favourite, because I actually really like Twins. That was from the 80s though, so that won't be popping up here, but uh, Twins is a blast. But, uh, this is extremely fun, and it's, it's it, I think what I like about these movies, uh, not so much Junior, because Junior's not that good. But this and Twins is that it really shows that Arnold's got really good comedy chops. Like he actually does do really well. Again, people don't give enough credit. You know, obviously he's got the big accent, which really makes people think, oh, he's not a good actor. But you know what? He actually does a lot of really subtle things that work.
1: He's got yeah, charisma.
0: Right. He's he's never never uh you know never lacking charisma. So, uh, wisher are thirty
1: something, three, three, yes, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, this is a children's horror movie. Cuz yeah, you know, we we've we've spoken about a couple of these already. All right, so obviously it's Hocus Pocus. Go on. It, it's not, I'm telling you, that's not on my list. I'm sorry. Well, what is this it, is better. This is The Witches. This is, you know, based on the based on the Roald Dahl book. What what is wrong with you? <laughs> the what? The, never heard of it.
2: Hmm...
0: <laughs> 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 Never heard of the movie. Never
1: heard of the book. <laughs> I feel like I just need to get a a box set of Raldal books and just smack you around the head with them until, My, number like, My number 32. by osmosis. Number thirty two. Go on, then see it's uh, piece. Why do you like it? The, so the witches is, uh, you know, fantastically dark. It's you know, it, it's a bunch of, uh, of of witches. They're having a convention. They're meeting in a hotel and there's there's all these tells that they're wearing like masks and stuff so they look like ordinary people but you know the, the kid gets turned into a mouse and it, it's it's this adventure of you know with these witches and and, and discovering that the horror of what these witches are and they they unpeel their faces and it's terrifying as, as a kid obviously uh it's it's pretty creepy and it's just these it, it, they're fantastically evil and vicious I will say the one thing I really don't like is how they changed the ending from the book. They, uh... They, they basically give You know, they, they gave it a Hollywood lick of paint. They okay. Give it a, a nice ending. happy ending. Yeah, okay. I'm like, eh, it's a bit
0: boring. Yeah. But So, I don't know, this sounds like it's actually your autobiography of your childhood and this is your mother you're talking about, but, I mean...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I, I I, do have a, a real soft, soft this story, though. And, uh... I think I think this is one you'd you'd have enjoyed. I'm surprised you never okay. saw it. It seems like it was your sort of thing. Uh no, I mean my my childhood witch thing was Sabrina, I think, growing up. Watched that on
0: on the on No no, the... I
1: I uh bit, big Roald Dahl fan though. I, I you know I read all the all the books.
0: Nah, no, um I never did. I, I read a couple of Goosebumps books. I can't remember what the which ones I read though. Oh, I read a lot of Goosebumps books. Um I watched a lot of Argue Afraid of the
1: Dark though. That was kind of the the anthology show that I saw a lot of as a kid I, do you know what I never watched any anthology shows I just read most of the Goosebumps books hmm interesting my number 32 or 3 rather we're on 33 uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead uh, is
0: Scream the West Craven horror film from the 90s this was kind of the the satirical take on the slasher genre kind of like looking back and has a lot to answer for in the sense that it spawned a, re- a lot of really bad movies <laughs> because they were all trying yeah. to mimic Scream, but Scream did have a lot of fun things to say about the horror genre. Uh, and Wes Craven, who we've now lost, unfortunately,
1: a lot of the big horror directors are actually starting to, you know, really, you know, pass away. We've lost, you know, quite a few of them now. I think it's uh, the, the part of you know the the, the heyday of horror being the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, of of the 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 horror that you, you you associate yourself with most.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, have to be in their seventies now, or you know, yeah. most of them have died in their seventies. Uh, but yeah, so this is a, a look back at the slasher genre. He's critiquing them, even his own movies, because you know, there's some jabs at Nightmare on Elm Street. There's obviously mm-hmm. a lot of jabs at Halloween in there. Um, I think I would critique it in places for. Not actually being much of a horror movie, like it almost works more if you just watch it as a satire of horror movies, rather than of, of a scary movie. Because that was something the franchise d- did away with over time. Like if you watch Scream Four, it's not even trying to p- pretend to be a horror movie anymore.
1: Uh, but do, do what's funny is I don't think Scream as a movie pretends it's a horror movie after the opening scene. Okay. Uh, yeah. The opening scene plays like a horror movie, and then it subverts you. At the end of it, it's like, no, this ain't that sort of horror movie. And then it plays as a satire. I think it's the the part of like the mark in the the advertise you know, the the way it's sold is, oh no, this is a horror movie, but it's clever, right? Is it, the way it's sold to the people.
0: It definitely takes itself a lot more seriously, though. I think if you watch Scream mm-hmm. Four, you feel like, okay, we're not even trying to pretend this isn't just satire anymore. Whereas, I think the first one. It does actually do, to, take itself seriously. There is some good blood effects here. The kills aren't amazing, though. That's kind of where it falls down as a horror film. But I think as a satire, it works really well. Oh, I agree, yeah. Uh, and it's got a really interesting cast of characters. And, uh, no, it's good. And I'm not a big Marco Beltrami fan, but he's got some music cues in there that, that work for its time.
1: I, I really like Marco Beltrami. I think he does a lot of uh, really great unconventional scores. Hmm, uh, interesting. This, this isn't one of uh, my, my favourites from him but uh, he does a lot of just very unconventional uh, sounds hmm.
0: for, for his music. I will say, I, I actually didn't know this until years later who this song was by, but uh, the song it plays as it goes to the end it says Moby, and I actually really like that yeah. track. Uh, and I was like, oh, I like Moby, That's, that makes sense that I like this song, because it's actually one of his. this yeah, likes Moby. Well, sometimes he doesn't have lyrics in his music, so you, you can't even tell it's yeah. him. Just, oh, it's just you know, it's moody, atmospheric, kind of upbeat kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. with it. Uh, Stream, which your 32. Uh, my thirty-two is Aladdin because you know we, we had the the big Disney Renaissance in the nineties. It's a whole new world. Or yeah. brave, is a brave new world? No, I think it's a whole it's new world. Dead. Okay,
0: I was questioning myself. You you gave me this look. I was like, did I get the, did I get it wrong?
1: No, no. I'm just. It was just the just the the the, the fact that you felt the need. That was the look. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself. You just had to go. Oh, I'm going with it. You thought of it, and you, you no filter.
0: I wish Disney would do some whole new things. <laughs>
1: uh, they, to be fair, their, their animated stuff is still pretty fresh. Oh, that's, that's, fair, that's fair. As a, as a Which, whole, though, it's a lot of Marvel and Star Wars sequels. I mean, as a, as a whole, as a company, I can't yeah. argue with that. And, their, and their, remakes their animated, of animated stuff. Because i got the live-action Aladdin coming. They've been casting I mean, there, there. there is, yeah. There is. Uh, I mean, I don't know how good it'll be. Because be, the live-action movies have been... Varied I don't think any of them have been outright bad at least not other the latest I have
0: not I, I think there's just maybe some that I just don't care about to see and you know jungle book was not Absolutely. bad I actually kind of like jungle book, but um, jungle Book was very good.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really like Cinderella as well I've not felt compelled to see any of those yet though I think uh, a lot of the other, I think jungle books the only one that defies the trend so far Whereas the others it's like Yeah, if you've seen the original animated movie, you don't need to see this It's, it's kind of a really straight retelling yeah. Whereas Jungle Book kind of brings something new to the table, right?
2: Yeah, no, tells, it does.
1: tells a different side to it. Um, but but as for this, this is you know Aladdin, you know Genie. Uh, you know, it's it's got a lot of really strong comedy on this one. Hmm. Uh, you know, as as to be expected. But just it's this this period of Disney, they're all pretty good, and I think this is the the lowest one i've got on my list so you know maybe another couple to show up still
0: i've got a joke to make about another one but i'll save it because i think it's going to come up.
1: i don't know what joke you've got or which one it's for so i hope i've got it ahead of it (laughs) oh jones and i know if it's in the top 25 we're not
0: doing that tonight i may forget my
1: joke do you want to say the joke just just get it so 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 you've got it
0: oh okay all right I couldn't get behind the live-action Beauty and the Beast, because I thought, wait, Emma Watson already did this and Harry Potter was Ron. Oh, boy. Because he's ginger.
1: I got it, I got it. You you couldn't help making a ginger. (laughs) I really shouldn't have opened this door for you. (laughs) (sighs) Go on, Uh, 32.
0: Right, uh Thirty two, yes. Uh back to the action movie from the nineties with a fantastic main theme that I used to like blasting out the speakers, and that is speed. Pop pop quiz hot shot There's a bus. Once it goes fifty miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below fifty, the bus will blow up. Now let's forget that Keanu Reeves could just shoot the tires before it hits fifty and the entire movie's <laughs> averted. You know, sure, you can nitpick these things. But it's a fun ass premise. And it's it a is, yeah. good, fun action movie. Honestly, the only complaint is that the third act feels a little bit long-winded because it's like, oh, this whole new setup. But it does kind of work in the sense that Act One was the elevator stuff. The middle of the movie is all the bus stuff, and then we have the the subway kind of section of the movie. No, the end.
1: I, I think it it falls off for me because I think I feel like it's a bit deflated after the bus thing.
0: Yeah, no, that that's fair. But we we started to catch Dennis Hopper though. No, I get it. I feel like it's just it's it's too much afterwards. Plus, they uh, fast talking. Joe Martin's in there. It's funny to me. Um, and I remember listening to the commentary of this that at one point they had Keanu say "whoa," you know, or "whoa." I it's hard to say yeah. that on its own without it sounding weird, you know, like "whoa." Like see, now I'm yeah. saying it like Bill and Ted, but he actually said, "Can we take that out of the script?" Because people only know me from Bill and Ted, and I don't want it to be typecast. And I was like, "No, but you're not saying it the same way." It's just that's, you're actually just kind of surprised that what you're seeing. Uh, but it's just it's funny to me because like, I knew him from speeding in Matrix Like that, you know I never, I've, I've still not seen Bill and Ted I'll be doing that soon because me and Matt will be doing that in Overload but uh, I just think that's funny it's a bit of a time capsule. No, it, thing it's
1: funny how that's definitely not what most people think of now
0: it's not no. it's to the point now where he's happy to go back and do a third one as a middle aged man because well everyone just thinks of me as different things now <laughs> uh, but no Sandra Bullock's in there as well um, uh, they've got a fun sort of you know action movie romance going back and forth between them. Uh, I will critique one of the worst lines of movie dialogue in history of movies is in this. When Keanu Reeves sees the bomb under the bus and says, it's big enough to blow a hole in the world. That is a horrible line of dialogue, and I do not approve of it. But otherwise, there's a lot of fun dialogue, fun action sequences, uh, and it's just a really fun premise that really, you know, singular, you know, put, puts everything in the focus of this bus, and like everything's like, okay, how do we do this with a moving bus? And it was a lot of fun stuff. A lot, lot of fun uh, hurdles that come into play. Uh, plus, Alan rocks. One of the passengers, I like him quite a bit. From Spin City, uh, he was in Ferris Bueller. Most people probably know him from that when he was younger. But yeah, cool. He was in the uh, the first season of The Exorcist as well. More recently, uh,
1: but uh, there you go. What's your thirty-one? Uh, my thirty-one is is one that you you've had earlier as well. This is a uh, Predator two. Ah, oh, good. Another correct choice. Uh, I mean, they're all correct. This is opinion based. There is no wrong. And just, yet... I say that, and then I look at what I've got at thirty. Oh, I can't wait.
0: And yet you defy, you defy rules, you defy logic, and you're somehow wrong, even though it's an opinion most of the
1: just, time. Just hold that thought. <laughs> but uh, no, we we said it all already. But uh, something that we didn't mention there is I really like what they do with the music and the the score and and adapt it for the the, the, the all the the jungle themes and put it into the city. Hmm. I thought that was really fun, the way they did that. But, you know, I, I, I really like how they expanded out the lore at the, at the end of the movie and really uh, blew it open. Yeah, plus Gary Busey. Obviously.
0: And Jake Busey's in the new one. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, so, my number 31 is Life is Beautiful. This is... Uh, uh, oh, I'm forgetting his name now. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. He, he he wrote, directed and starred in this. Um and it's a film, and you know typically you wouldn't expect this to be a cheery upbeat film, but he's a Jewish man, and this goes through the, the, you know Nazi Germany uh putting them in a concentration camp with his family It's a love story about him and his wife having their kid and then get sent to a concentration camp it is it is the classic style of using humor to kind of mix in with a real serious topic and it is absolutely uh Roberto Benini that's his name it came to me. Uh, it's an italian film so it's foreign and it is utterly hilarious beautiful and sad all at the same time it's got a hopeful final message but you, like you you feel the pain even more because of how likable and fun because he, he's this kind of wacky almost slapstick character and he's trying to impress the the women of his dreams uh, and he's you know he's constantly like you know smiling and making a fool of himself but in a really sort of sweet way uh and you know it, no, right to the end he's making sure that his his child is is smelling no matter what's happening and it's it's just really it's a really it's a passion project by one person essentially i mean obviously it's a crew and everything but like you know again written directed, and starring this is his yeah, show yeah, yeah. Uh, uh so it's very good i highly recommend it
1: okay cool uh so here's one that that appears gonna hate with a passion that I've got this here number 30 this is dogma. I've seen this one. I know you have. This is why I know you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't one you just hate by reputation, because, of course, this is a Kevin Smith movie. This mm-hmm. is one that you've seen and actively dislike. I do. <laughs> which, I, I don't understand why, because I think this movie is a blast. This is so much fun. But I mean, w- w- what do you not like about Dogma? Well, it's been a while, so... <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't want to say it's got some fa- you know, fantastic quippy dialogue. O- outrageous premise.
0: There's something about Kevin Smith's dialogue. It's just, it's just, a little bit too smug. It's kind of like why I don't like Deadpool most of the
1: time. There's
0: a smugness to it.
1: There is a smugness. I, I can't, I can't argue with that. I mean, I mean, there was then. I don't think it's there as much anymore. I think he's, mm. um, he's mellowed out a bit in his in his older age. Have gone. Hey, maybe I was a bit of a dick. Yeah, I thought Jane, Sal, and Bob were really annoying. I don't know that much. I remember that. Yeah, I think Jane, and and Bob are fine in this one. Some movies they're better than others.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the whole the whole angel plot. I think by the time I got to the end, I was just kind of like, okay, usually like you're trying to go out of your way to be like risky with this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get that. You got you know the the Buddy Christ, of course. Mm-hmm. which has uh, so. you know, been u- used to extensively on the internet. I'm. I'm just. No, nah, it's not. It's not for me. No, it's. It's. Uh, I think it's a blast. It's not the the Kevin Smith film I'd recommend to you know a, a, as a first viewing for someone. Like mm-hmm. this. Is, this isn't where you jump in. This is. This is definitely for one that's for people who are already fans of of his work. But mm-hmm. uh, I feel like if if you do like some of his other films, this is definitely one that you you should check out. All
0: right. Well, my number thirty then is actually the one and only possible Christopher Nolan film that I could have squeezed in <laughs> in a nineties list. But that is following his ultra low budget film uh, before he even did Memento. Um, this you'll you'll appreciate this from my own perspective is they've they've got a scene at the start that's kind of like an interrogation scene, and the only reason why it's there, the reason why they start off with this, is because. They knew that they were going to be shooting this very sort of rough and loose... And like you know, they're going to be shooting out in the street without permits and that kind of thing... And they're trying to get their film done... And they knew that because they were shooting quick... This is also why it's in black and white... Because it's actually much quicker to light for black and white potentially... Than it is for colour... Uh, so it made their life easier to shoot things quicker... In the time they had in each location... And especially when they're doing sort of guerrilla style out in the streets... And one of the... So they had this scene in this interrogation style room... Purely because they could shoot this in a stage where they could control the audio... And the idea being that if the audio is bad at the start of the film, people will check out. But if it it starts off good for a scene and then gets slightly worse, the hope is that you're already pulled out of the story, it doesn't matter. And that's not to say that you watch the rest of the film and say, Oh my god, this audio is awful. It's, it's fine. Like if it's you know, from a from a professional standard you can nitpick it, but from like anyone's normal point of view, you're not going to notice anything. Um But it's a really smart little small film about someone who chooses to follow people just for fun and then gets entangled up in her life and then it leads to what's going on in her life and people that she's involved with and there's some twists, there's some turns and it does almost make me long for him doing something really simple again like not something huge and like, oh, this is this big philosophical idea just a really smart little thriller because that's what this is and I find this a really inspiring film on just how little like, for example, at one point there's like a gangster who uses a hammer to kill someone and the reason why it's a hammer is because they couldn't get a gun, and they thought, well, if we can't get a real proper-looking gun that's going to look and sound good, I don't want to do it. So we'll mm-hmm. use a hammer, because that'll seem really vicious.
1: No, that makes sense. This is yeah. this is one of the, I think it's one of only two Nolan films I've not seen. Mm. Um, But I, I do want to, obviously. I just haven't got around to it. it but that is something yeah. that I love, in, in not just in filmmaking, but in any medium of you you have to work to your budget and you have to be creative and you can't let that you know ruin your idea you have to yeah. be able to work around it, it and, and function to your limits
0: this is the sort of thing you look at when you're a student filmmaker and go i could conceivably pull this off if i was smart enough like him <laughs> If if yeah. i just i could pull this together theoretically in terms of the resources he didn't yeah. have that
1: much more than you had available
0: yeah uh it's, but it's really good for what it is and it's re- i find it really inspiring because of how how little he's working with and what he, what he pulls mm. off with it and it's got this great atmosphere because it is this black and white kind of noir kind of thing uh so
1: no, really good uh what's your 29 uh my 29 this is one that we uh covered on this show early on this is a uh, delicatessen oh there you go yeah obviously you mentioned it earlier when you yes, recently we did it recently uh, uh, fine, a year ago, recent, whatever. Take your pick. But, you know, obviously, if you want really in depth thoughts, you can go and check out the review of that because we're shills. But it's got just a, a phenomenal atmosphere to it. This, you know, the, the, this this European atmosphere that y- y- you don't see all that often. It's, this, it's kind of like this dark, gothic, uh, twisted world. Kind of steampunky. Yeah, kind of steampunky. And it's just, it's full of all this really dark humour.
0: Yeah, I could use another big steampunk sci-fi movie. There's not enough steampunk.
1: There's not, is there? There's not. Need a good steampunk. Steam- movie. Steampunk's kind of died out. I feel like it had a. I, I saw it a lot in the early two thousands. Not not necessarily in film, just in general. There's a lot of steampunk.
0: Yeah, need a good steampunk uh, movie franchise.
1: Yeah.
0: But hey, uh, alright, cool. Uh, a good movie. Uh, didn't quite make my list, but uh, really good. Uh number 29 for me is a film that I actually did recently with Tim on streams that is audition. Again, it's a horror movie, but it's Japan. <laughs> this that's filling in the good horror movies here. So, that, this is a really slow-burn horror movie. It's a slow dread-built horror film that plays with uh sexism and societal societal kind of like rules and norms and kind of a of a, a villain who challenges those in a really menacing way. Uh, and just the, you know, because the arrogance of the main character in the film is that he thinks, oh, I have to say that I want a wife. I can basically shop for a wife, and he he's like a movie producer. So he sets up like a fake audition for like a movie, basically just with the intention of interviewing all these girls and picking who he wants to try and ask out on a date. Uh, which you know, if anything's more relevant now, given you know the post Weinstein world that we're in. Yeah, th- this idea, and it's like, okay, you're not necessarily a horrible person because you seem like you're treating everyone nicely, but this is serious shit. You you're doing this just to do this, so it-, it really plays with who's right, who's wrong, and you know, kind of like, okay, this this darkness is coming for him, uh, and you know, for the first like half of the movie, it's even for, like a horror film, and there's just one random cutaway at one point that lets you know, oh, by the way, this is a horror film. Be be terrified of what's coming later. And you just this, this slow build is, is you know because I, I remember liking it, but rewatching it, you know, in the last couple of months for streams, I'm like, oh, this is actually held up really well. This is really goddamn mm. good. So that's audition. Highly recommend it.
1: Cool. Uh, what number are we on? Twenty. T- Twenty-eight. There we go. Uh, so this is Dazed and Confused. So uh, yeah, I mentioned Layer already, but this is a uh, the, the comedy. One I've not seen, in fact. Have you not? No. Oh, this is a. Uh... A, a, a fantastically great. It's, it's this, you know, the, you know. It's all about not not moving on from being a teen and you know, being stuck in in your in your ways a bit, mm. uh, and the comedy of that, and you know how at a certain point it kind of becomes sad to, to be to be stuck in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this not the one where McConaughey gets his uh? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I can't do the the accents. I'm even gonna try and no, fake no, it. No,
1: don't. But no, no, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, No, it's a, a, a great movie, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm surprised you've not seen this one, actually. For a reason, it's just never... Yeah, yeah, never yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just one of those that I, I assumed you would have, but no, I I really... I, sorry, you know, quite a while ago now, and uh, it's hell, one of those uh, I'm happy to revisit. Even the, the biggest cinephiles amongst us will have that a couple of those
0: weird oh, of course, zeitgeist yeah. movies that are just missing for some reason, but I'll get to them all eventually. It, it's,
1: it's, it's one of those where, you know, where the ones where they specifically actually play into your tastes, that is expected... Right. Oh, you think this plays into my taste? I, I think it plays into your taste of, of, of comedy, yeah. Okay, alright, interesting. Interesting. Um,
0: okay, my number 28 is, just uh, to get to the, the sort of the, the sad, bittersweet uh, dramas, uh, we have The Green Mile, which is a Frank Darabont-directed film based on a Stephen King book, and this big man, John Coffey, has been convicted of murdering girls, but he, of course, didn't really do it, and he has, he has a superpower. He can he can heal, and uh, Tom Hanks plays this prison guard, and it's basically the story of him and the other guards, basically learning how much of a good person this John Coffey is, and kind of learning to trust them and how he impacts their lives and how the, he they impact his life, and it is this heartwarming story, and there's also a really creepy performance by Sam Rockwell, probably one of the earliest Sam Rockwell movies I saw, I think. Yeah. Um, really really dark stuff. Um. And it's it's great. Uh, like I feel like it, it basks in the shadow a little bit of uh, of Shawshank, which is the other sort of prison movie directed by Darabont, based on Stephen King story. Not but, not
1: too far apart either.
0: Yeah, yeah. it was ninety four, and this was ninety nine. So like, but it's it's fantastic. Like it's great. I mean, it's a long movie. It's like a three hour movie. Like you, you sit down, you're there, you know, for the night, but. It's a journey. By the end of it, you'll you have tears in your eyes. You'll be along for that journey, and you'll be you know you'll be you'll be upset. And you'll be rooting for the characters, and you know ultimately maybe this can't work out. But you're really home for it. Um, it's really good, uh, and I, I think um, you know I, I think it plays with a lot of things as well. I, I think it uh, plays with uh, racial discrimination. It plays with. Um, you know, due process. It's plus with a lot of things on top of the actual heart of the story as well. Uh, so no, I, I would recommend.
1: Uh, uh, the, the length is one of the reasons I haven't watched it, because you know when, when a film's that long, you've got to be in the mood to watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's you know, we're, we're quite busy a lot of the time, so it's it's not often that I find myself going, okay, I've got four hours where I can watch a movie.
0: That basically means that at some point we need to do it for Influx, and that way you can't... It, 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 does it's the only way to just you know that I you can can't talk yourself, yourself out of it. it yeah
1: no i do find a lot of the movies that i watch now i, I do i do find myself looking at the runtime going okay how much time have i got i'm looking you know they're, they're usually under two hours now but i mean you know not always but just because they're like oh I can, I can i can justify an hour and a half i can fit that in but if i look at three hours i'm like uh I probably should be doing something else
0: yeah but uh, one you should get, though, because it
1: is really, really good. Uh, What's your 27? Uh, my 27 is, we're back to Bond. We've got GoldenEye. This is uh, the the best of the Brosnan movies, of course. And uh, this this was kind of a, a Casino Royale sort of situation of um, kind of back to basics a little bit, strips away some of the gadgets, does a bit more... I mean, it's still a bit, you know, ridiculous because it's 90s it's Bond, don't get me wrong. Bit big and over the top at, at points but it's not full of gadgets everywhere so it's it's a bit more down to earth in that sense and the opening sequence for the going into the dam and then the the, the runway and the plane is one of my favorite bond action sequences uh, it, at all it's just fantastic all right i mean
0: my, my opinions on bond clearly no, right no. On, no. And i haven't seen it so i shall swiftly move on uh, to my number 27, which we're actually into a horror film and possibly one of the most original horror films of the decade, and that is The Blair Witch Project, which is one I didn't like that much the first time I saw it when I was younger. And it was watching it again for Screams last year that birthed this new appreciation for it. Suddenly, kind of like how following this ultra low budget movie, I kind of had this appreciation for what they did, what they achieved with this film, with so goddamn little. Yeah, no, that, that, I agree. This is you know, a couple of cameras out in the woods and it's mostly imagination. Uh, it's, it's almost the horror version of Stalker in a lot of ways. Um, no, it's,
1: it's funny. I'm, I'm going to just jump in here because this is actually my 26. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this always it, happens with one movie. It's it always tells, one movie it? where we it end does. up almost matching. Yeah, it, it's funny because I, I I liked this when I first saw it uh, you know, a long time ago and then I kind of went off it because it had this effect of you know it spawned all the knockoffs it spawned oh, yeah. the found genre fanfare, and, I, yeah. and you know and so it kind of became tainted in my mind and then i I rewatched it maybe maybe three years ago and i'm like god damn it this is a fantastic movie yeah, it's not it's really effective
0: it's really creepy and it it builds this believable amount of dread even though we're talking about a supernatural force it never feels like it's being cheap one of the things i didn't like about uh the new one blair witch is that it just went outright into no no it was a big demon witch thing and she's hunting you down <laughs>
1: like yeah no this uh, i mean the, the endings are a bit more open like, yeah. less open. when those, it comes those, to those su- the movie it's like oh is there something there or isn't there in
0: fact i mean I, I think there's a theory in the movie to explain everything away without any well maybe not everything but most of it like how why the reason why it ends the way it does i think there's a way to explain it without any supernatural elements okay.
2: um
0: if you want to hear that theory, go watch me and Tim talk about it on Scream's After Midnight. I went into depth about how I thought something was happening with certain things. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it; it's, it's all spoilers. Oh, I'm,
1: but, I'm intrigued because I, kn- I I didn't check out that review, so maybe I will. Um, but it's, wor- it's worth worth checking
0: out the review uh, if you just search Scream's After Midnight Blair Witch Project. We did one and two together in a two for. Obviously, the second movie not so good. Uh, but that's so good. And one of the things I put up in the review as well, and you, you'll possibly relate to this although maybe you don't you didn't do this as much on location but at one point they when they can't get back because obviously they get lost they start panicking because they rented the equipment out of the you know the, the university or the college and like yeah. shit we are this is booked to go back in today damn it and uh, i'm like damn i know that stress i've been there
1: oh, oh i've been there yeah i know yeah. Uh, I, I remember booking out something to, from from the university and uh yeah you know, t- i took it home and then the next day was a snow day oh and I was like, but but the university was still open. They, they were still open. They were insisting that you know we come in. But I'm like, well, you know, I can't really get there. There's shit ton of snow everywhere.
0: I think that should be quite fair to say. Hey, phone in and say, hey, I can't get in because none of the yeah, transport's I, I did. they
1: still weren't very happy about it though. You know what they're like.
0: Oh yeah, but I mean, if it's not but possible, it's not possible. Again. I know, but.
1: They were not impressed. They were like, "Well, we kind of want this equipment back." I'm like, "Well, tough shit."
0: They can fact check what you're saying as well. It's not like yeah, they, yeah you have to take they, a word they look for out it. a window and see that. Yeah,
1: or even specifically, they can look up. You know, if you're
0: if you're saying, "Oh, my train's not running," they can check that. They can check they the can. trains and the buses and everything else. So that's. But anyway, the point is, is I connected to them on a fundamental level. Like I related to the characters to an extent because I'm like, "Yo, I've been in this situation." It's kind of right. Yeah, uh, not, not not being lost in the woods and terrified for my life, but everything else.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's realistic in that it, 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 um, they're, they're not jumping to all these things immediately. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, it, it takes time. Oh, damn it, yeah.
0: It takes time, it takes some build-up, uh, it builds really naturally.
1: It's got a really fantastic pace to it.
0: Yeah, and the characters getting on each other's nerves throughout the film works really well, it's very effective. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you my theory after Uh Oh, okay, cool. After we're after done recording. For, but if you want to hear it at home, yeah, go check out the, the Blair Witch review with me and Tim, who didn't like it as much. I always try to convince them the entire review. No, Tim, it's really good. This is why it's really good.
1: <laughs> it is, I feel like it's gone through a, like, a period now where people look down on it again. Mm. You know, like, like, obviously, at, at the time, it was very popular.
0: It's also very yeah. authentic. I feel like a lot of uh, found footage movies since, they always look really clean and professional. And I think what helps this one a lot is that it does look so rough. It does feel so, you know you know gritty and grimy and like
1: and it it remains one of the best found footage movies yeah it's
0: actually one of the few movies in existence where there's actually not even a reason to upgrade to blu-ray because it doesn't actually impact the image at all yeah. uh, that said i mean i'm sure there's probably extras and shit on it and you know other things to make it worth your while, uh but
1: but it's not necessary for picture quality.
0: Yeah. Uh, if nothing... I mean, from my perspective, it's just to match the rest of the cases. So it's the blue case.
1: That's it. <laughs> it's not even the blue case. Because I've got some cases where, you know, the white or the red, whatever. It's the height.
0: Oh, the height. Yeah, but I've got them organised so that the... You know, a- any weird cases are, like, on their own section.
1: Uh I've got a few neatness. mixed in here or
0: there. Uh, you know, the box sets go on their own shelf kind of thing.
1: Oh, obviously that. But there's a couple of just... This is a clear case, but it's not part of like a collection or anything that should go elsewhere. It's just for some reason this one was a clear case. Mm.
0: Yeah, but the height's the big thing, I agree. You you want yeah. that even height across the across the row. Anyway, um but yeah, Blair Witch project, very, very good. So that was your twenty six. So my twenty six, uh to go back round. Is Heat. This is the Minkle Man film, uh which Christopher Nolan's actually pointed out inspired some of the Dark Knight and stuff. Uh I don't know if you have you seen Heat? No, I haven't.
1: Have you seen Collateral? Uh, I've seen about half of it. Okay, that was on my 2000s list. I
0: love that film. Uh, You have seen Thief, though, because we did that in the show. That was a movie. Uh, Michael Mann's hit and miss with me. There's there's a lot of films where I'm not as keen on, but I feel like every so often he pumps out just like a... Like a classic, and he is kind of up there. I, I don't love it as much as Collateral. I think Collateral is an even better film, uh, and Thief as well. I think I'd probably rank above it. But he is fantastic. It's got some great action sequences. These bank robbers. Again, you get Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer. You get an all-star cast. Uh, William Fichtner, who's one of these like smaller bit players who pops up all over the places in here as well. Uh, it's very slick. It's Michael Mann. It does that thing where it sets up what the ending is going to be halfway through, but it doesn't matter. It still works when it happens at the end. It, it hits hard. It's very slick. Uh, the gunshots and the the audio mix you'll appreciate are all very loud. Like that's the movie when the gun fight starts happening halfway through, where you're like, "Oh, I need to turn this down," because <laughs> the neighbours are
1: we, we we were watching something the other day. We were watching for a review. I can't remember what it was, but um, uh, it might have been... Uh, I've been three uh, percent, and I, I I didn't mention it in the review because I just mm. it it, it slipped my mind. But the gun sounded really awful. It just sounded really weak and pitiful.
0: All right, I was very well, disappointed. I think it's fairly known that gunshots in movies are always much quieter than they actually are because you want it to sound good in the mix. Heat is notable. Is, I mean, I'm not saying heat is it's what they actually would be volume wise in the room, but it's definitely much louder than they usually are. Yeah. It's like oh shit gunshots like mm. you feel it uh, but no nah, he's very good so uh, what's your 25 no actually that's, that's it. The last. that's yeah 26 is the last one we're done that's the end of part 1 there you go I didn't even realise yeah, yeah.
1: that, that, that was real neat I was just about to keep going Let's do all 50. Uh, no, we're not. Uh, I, th- I think I threw you off when when my 26 yeah. was the same, because you didn't have your lead-ins like, into your final one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Usually I'll say, oh, and this is the last one of this one, and I didn't do that, because yeah. I was... Yeah, that's your fault. Uh, so, it's the Blair Witch's fault. One and the same, quite frankly, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That has been the part 1, this has been 50 through 26 of our top 50 movies in the 90s. Like I say, much weirder list, a lot of mixing of like weird nostalgia kids movies with some actual serious good films. I'm sure the top 25 will be a bit more dense with uh, absolute classics, but uh, that'll be coming next week. Like I say, we're going to do the Patreon pick movie in between the two parts. You can expect My Neighbor Totoro uh, sort of mid next week. Uh, and that works I mean it's a week earlier on Patreon but it still works if you're watching this on it'll, uh, YouTube it'll line up yeah. yeah it'll still be early next week Just it'll just be a week later than what the patrons got it uh, but that's that's the thing uh, worth mentioning of course uh, if you want to uh, obviously comment and let us know what you thought of uh, our picks and stuff but yeah it's worth mentioning we mentioned Patreon of course uh for patrons who are watching this early, the vote for the month of, uh, like, for, for, you know, during May, for June's episode, is still up. And it is four movies that all rank quite highly on our last countdown, which was a, was our sci-fi countdown. So you got 2001, Space Odyssey, you've got Gravity, you've got The Thing, and you've got Moon uh, as, as the four options. So there's still time to vote if you're a patron. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube publicly and you're thinking of being a patron, that vote will have ended, but the next one will be up, whatever it may be. We don't know yet, but it'll be there
1: yeah we'll we'll decide next week when, when yeah. we need to
0: oh that's it it was like the 7th before this one went up so maybe it won't be there quite yet but it'll be up soon if it's not
1: yeah
0: but uh so yeah check out patreon.com slash TV uh for bonuses and various other things all the different audio feeds and youtube shows we do are all there on a nice big list with handy links um, and of course we have 1.21 extra, which is like a, a monthly discussion show, which is starting in June as a bonus for patrons at the $3 tier and up, so you can check out that uh, but there's other stuff there as well for all the other shows we do um, but that is, that is us so uh, you know, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore for channel updates uh, like and subscribe, all the usual stuff, but otherwise that is us, so thank you once again for watching or listening, we always appreciate it, keep watching movies guys, and we'll see you next time